0: For the first time, California is losing a congressional seat. New York, by 89 people, is losing a congressional seat. And we did cover this before, but it brings up another problem that we're facing in this country. And I guess, interestingly, depending on who you ask, I'll tell you it's a problem, and probably a bunch of people on the left would say it's probably not a problem. And we're talking about stagnant population. There's, millennials aren't really having kids. There's, for whatever reason... And there's also lower immigration, and this is resulting in now a dramatic shift in how they're setting up congressional seats. But I'm not going to talk about Congress today. We're going to just talk a whole lot about families, men, women, millennials, the workforce. It's kind of a chill Friday night talking about some of the most serious problems that are affecting this country. And uh, we actually have someone who's probably an expert on all this. I'm just going to let you introduce yourself so you can explain it.
1: All right. Well, I'm Melanie Notkin, and I'm the founder of Savvy Auntie. It's the celebration of modern anthood, a media company focused on women who don't have children of their own by choice, like me, by circumstance, by challenge, and love the children in their life. I'm also the author of a book by the same name and of a reported memoir called Otherhood which is about the women, Gen X, older millennials, daughters of feminism, who expected that we'd have the um, the husband and the kids that our moms had, but also have the education and careers. And yet, we may have the education, careers, but many are finding their match much later in life, if ever, and having their first child in life much later, if ever.
2: We're going to talk about all of that. It's going to be fun. We got Ian. Each oh, today. yes. Hello, everyone. Ian Cross on here. Great to, have, great to be here. Melanie, good to see you. Thanks, Tim.
3: And Lydia in the corner pushing buttons as she does. I'm very excited for this evening because I love talking about culture. It's one of my favorite topics.
0: Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com. Become a member to get access to exclusive members-only segments. If you just click this beautiful big members-only button, you can then go to the members area after you sign up, and we have a bunch of exclusive segments, a huge library of content, so, hey, we have we have a ton of, like, bonus full-on episodes even. I mean, they're averaging around, like, half an hour of special content. So definitely sign up if you want to support the show. In the event we get banned, this is the place where you'll be able to find us. But we do have a bunch of new and amazing shows planned coming up in the future. We're even setting up a newsroom. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. And with your support, we'll make really awesome stuff happen. I want to jump to this first story, which, uh, look, we, we, we're we going to get into the, the census stuff for sure. But we're going to chill. And we're going to talk about some, uh, an article you wrote four years ago, Melanie, so we have this from the New York Post. Childish men are to blame for women having kids late in life. I wonder if that made men really angry at men or at you. But let just explain, what is this article about?
1: So as we know, generally the writer doesn't actually write the headline. So I would just like to say it or <laughs> add the photo. Um, I... That was not the point of the piece. The point of the piece is to say that Pew Research had new data that found that (coughs) women are much more focused on marriage and parenthood than men are and also more focused on career than men are. And women have to know that they may not find the man that they want to be with as soon as they want to be with him, and that they need to consider whether they want to, you know, look at their fertility, freeze their eggs, consider, no, these are not, I haven't frozen my eggs. I didn't freeze my eggs. Maybe they want to think about having a baby on their own and save up for that. Maybe they want to save up for IVF. So that was what the piece was about. It was never about making men feel like they are not worthy of women.
0: How did how did, how did did that come about then? How did they... Make your article about that.
1: Cause, cause that's how headlines work. I mean, well, is, they, it, is it because
0: they, men, by, by, by virtue of what you're saying, they conclude that men aren't focused on family and career correct. enough, so they're calling them yeah. childish men? Was it a dude editor who was like, these men are losers?
1: No. <laughs> and I love my editor. My editor is amazing. No. But, some men, uh, did, certainly get upset. In fact, there was one that decided we needed like a Talmudic, tra- you know, treatise on this. It was an hour-long, you know, opinion piece on how I was wrong, even though he was talking about the data that is peer research data. It did upset a lot of men, and that frankly upset me because I actually love men, and I love boys, and I'm a champion of men and boys, so, and I don't think that men and boys are childish, but I do think that we have a problem in America whereby we are so focused on girls and women and their power and empowerment that boys and men kind of fall into the background. And I think that if we want to enable women to have all that they want, we need to raise boys and men up.
0: I don't know. You you run into trouble when you start talking about this stuff because even though right now women are the majority of those graduating college, the narrative is still that they're in the minority and they're in the weaker position. Shouldn't we start getting rid of these women's programs and start propping up men's programs to encourage men to get... I'm not a fan of college, by the way, so this is not an, you know, an apology or, or me now supporting it. No, no, no. But just for the general context, mm-hmm. shouldn't these feminists be like, oh, we got to support the minority, and that's the men now?
1: I You know, I don't know that you have to take anything away from girls. Girls should be able to reach their potential. Um, the problem is that we've forgotten boys. So, yes, girls in STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math, girls have to, you know, get equity with boys, and wonderful, fine, not a problem with that. The issue is that boys are falling way behind in literacy, and we don't talk about that. By age six, boys don't want to read with their mommy anymore because they think it's too girly. And... Um, they don't want to read with the family anymore because it's just not something it's just not something that they want to do. And we tend to again focus on girls in STEM and I, you know I'm a I'm a toy industry expert. I go to toy fair every year and other toy events and I remember I went to one once major company and they had dolls um, fairy tale princess dolls and with them came books. So this princess had this book and this princess, had, and then we went around and the, the, the sort of more superhero characters were just the, the dolls. Where's the book? What do you mean? There's no book with these. Right. This was your perfect opportunity to engage boys in literacy. This is how you do it. They want to read.
0: Interestingly, the, the assumption is that because boys are in the, in the privileged position, they don't need help. And from that, we've created a massive disparity, and now,
1: Right, it's a fallacy. It's absolutely a fallacy.
0: Well, so then the issue, I suppose, is how are boys supposed to catch back up to girls by going slower than they are, or at the same pace? Wouldn't you need special programs, and wouldn't you then need to take away programs from women?
1: You know, I'm not an educator, so I don't know what we would need to take away from girls. And frankly, I don't think we need to take anything away from girls. I think what happens that boys... Classrooms are set up for the way girls learn. Sit still, listen, take notes, behave yourself, don't move around. Boys need to move around, you know, but we, then they get in trouble. And then they don't go back to class. And we've, we've shrunk in recess, so boys aren't moving around when they have the chance to move around. You know, some kids, even girls who have, you know, some form of, of ADD, they need to move in order to learn, but we don't want kids to do that kids learn through play. If you want to teach a child, especially a child zero to three, the best way to help them learn is to help them play. So yes, we need to help boys. The way we do it is to consider how they learn, and we need to decide that boys have great potential and if we believe in boys boys will begin to believe in themselves and if boys believe in themselves they will then go to high school and if they graduate high school if they graduate high school they may go to college if they want to and continue whatever it is that they want to do or no go to college, not go to college whatever it is we just need to give them the chance
0: what do we do about men now though
1: in terms of
0: uh not being career driven hmm. not having families
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's sad. It's sincerely sad. I'm sad for the boys. I'm sad for the men. Um, we have focused again so much on women that, well, women have become more masculine. Um, because we've been told, Generation X, millennials, that, you know, anything boys can do, girls can do better. And, you know, in the 80s, women, I was there women wore you know shoulder pads pant suits we had to be masculine and we're taught you know now more recently you have to lean in at work you know you have to take on the way that mm-hmm. men work the way that men succeed in order to be equal to them and so women became more masculine and when you go on a date women no no i i'm okay no i'll pick the place oh no no let me play, let me pay and then you've got the men who don't feel like they're contributing anything And men want to feel like they're needed, like they're going to add value to this fabulous woman's life. And women should start to become a little more feminine and understand that femininity is not weakness. That's the issue. We have the same thing of men means, oh, they're scary and it's toxic and toxic masculinity if they're a man who behaves like a man. And if a woman behaves like a woman, well, then she must be weak and fragile and... No, no, there is more power in femininity. In fact, it's true, I believe, that femininity is the one thing that can bring a man to his knees.
0: I've often uh, mentioned that I think feminism in today's day and age is actually anti-femininity and Mm -hmm. pro-masculinity. They like to go after what they call toxic masculinity. But the way I, I break it down is we often hear about like women must be CEOs. You know, we need more women doing that job and that job. And while there are conversations about having men stay at home with the kids there's not a big demand for it the same way so i I just I, I'm when did this happen where the 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 role of the, the the maternal role just became irrelevant to society and I don't mean completely but to a greater deal where now it's like no 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 the moms and the dads should be in the workforce and you know I don't know have child care we should now what's really fascinating to me is they advocate for like government paid healthcare, or I'm sorry, uh, childcare, guaranteed childcare. And it's like, shouldn't the parents have some system where they take care of their kids? Instead, it's the maternal role is being shoved down and women and men should both be in the workforce.
1: Sure. Well, so to be fair, today with the economy, it happens that often enough, both parents need to work. So there's that too. So let's set that but aside. It, but
0: but is that a result of women in the workplace?
1: It it could be.
0: You double the supply of workers, the demand doesn't change. All of a sudden, everyone's undercutting each other's wages.
1: It could be. I'm not an economist, and so I I, I don't know that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that I can speak to it, but it it could be. And I've thought about that myself. Um, yeah it's true that this this idea that you know we don't have enough women CEOs, higher management, et cetera, you know basically doesn't answer the the question of whether or not women want that and it's not to say that women don't want to reach their potential, but uh-huh. their potential isn't necessarily in in the office and we've created this narrative that women have to keep fighting you know in the glass ceiling and all this not all women want that and that's okay too in fact women have it pretty well because a woman can go to college she can get like a law degree and you know get married and have a child and decide you know what I'm I miss my kid every time I leave him and I just want to be home and I want to be mom and my husband is can afford to to take care of us Women have that choice. It's extraordinary. And yet we talk about women as if we're sort of always limited by the quote-unquote patriarchy.
0: Um, I, 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 why do you think they have that choice? I kind of feel like right now guys aren't uh, on, on average doing as well. I mean that's kind of the point of the conversation. Mm-hmm. They're not making as much money. They're not as driven. I think also they're not as worried because they've got all the time in the world as far as they're concerned. So, if a woman is, you know, doing well in her career and she wants to then have, a, 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 you know, family and have the husband work, she's got to contend with the fact that there's probably not, as it's, it's going to be hard to find a guy, for, for a few reasons. One, who's making enough money to support the family, should she choose to opt out, who's going to be interested in a woman who has a career? Even maybe mm-hmm. the guy just wants somebody. He wants a wife from the from the get go. You also have the issue. We have uh, uh, our friend Jack Murphy comes on the show quite a bit. And he talks about how he thinks guys should go for women 10 years younger than them who don't do any of this, get someone who's 22, mm-hmm. marry her and just get a housewife. Don't worry about someone who's got a career. Mm-hmm. So if you have that mentality, how does a career woman then, you know, have what you're describing?
1: So actually Maureen Dowd wrote about this not bad in New York Times in 2005, how what men really want is their mother. And I agree. Um, and the problem is that this generation were not their mother. Gen X was able to do things that our mothers couldn't do when, you know, women um, who graduated high school in the fifties, you know, if you look at their yearbook, you know, what they were going to be was teacher, nurse, nun, secretary. Hmm. Those are her choices. If you're Jewish, you only had three. So, you know, what, what were these women, uh, what were, what was Gen X millennial women going to do once we, went to college we did everything right you know there's no reason why we shouldn't go to college no reason why we shouldn't pay the rent you know and then in terms of this career woman thing there are no career men nobody accuses a man of 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 prioritizing having a job over everything else in his life i mean i i always wanted to marry and have children very much so if i didn't have a career i mean you basically be you know paying my my way through life as a taxpayer right because i wouldn't be employed. So, you know, women have to take care of themselves. They have to have agency. But, yeah, um, so women do, uh, men do want their mother, and we're not their mothers, which isn't to say that women aren't nurturing, women don't want to do this, that women don't um, want to nurture and take care of their husbands and take care of their partners. I know most women do want that. They also, though, want to know that if they're going to go through – Childbirth, which can be fatal. That there's a man there who's going to be there. And be, certainly, if God forbid she didn't survive, that be there for the child, be able to pay for the child. And I mean this in an evolutionary, evolutionary way. She may not be thinking this literally, but yeah. And so it is difficult. And this is why we have so many women who are, um, the, the new, just newly released data. A woman is. The average age of marriage for a woman is twenty-seven. Just twenty years ago, it was twenty-five.
3: Wow.
0: I wonder if, uh, as Jordan Jordan Peterson mentions, enforced monogamy. Are you familiar with the yes. uh, the term? Yes. It doesn't mean what I think a lot of the feminists no. thought it me- meant, like the government would come and like force women to marry some insult dude or something like that. Right. But you're talking about, you know, women want to be secure. They want to know that if they're going to have a kid, they're going to be protected or safe or have someone to take care of them. Isn't that what marriage did?
1: Yeah, that's certainly what marriage did. And that's what, right, the idea is that we should have a culture to, you know, encourage boys and men to look to marriage. That's, that's a good thing. And now they're not really encouraged to do that. And, and partly it's, it is, you know, certainly, so in terms of the college graduation, so 58% of college graduates now, brand new data are women, 42% men, so and women tend to want to marry a man, even if she's got higher, pretty, you know, she never has to worry again about her income. She still wants to marry men who is marry who is making at least the same amount of money. And of course, there aren't enough men who have that potential. And it, it's not even
0: not even that. Uh, so there's, there's another article from The New York Post, which I, I've talked about quite a bit. And it always gets me in a lot of trouble with the feminists. Women are struggling to find men who make as much money as they do. Mm-hmm. And look, when we have uh, Jack Murphy on the show, and, and, and we had a long conversation about this, where he was saying that if you're a guy and you're successful, why would you find a woman your own age, when you could have someone 10 right. 15 years younger? So you're 35, you, know, you go for a 22-year-old, dedicated housewife doesn't have a career, and for you know, I, I guess I don't want to put words in his mouth, but a lot, uh, the idea to a lot of these guys is that a younger woman who can get an older man who's accomplished, successful, has a lot of money? It's, I mean, it, it's it's a big leap in access to resources and societal status when you've got a guy who's sure. accomplished, well connected. So if you have a woman who's say thirty or in her thirties and she's working you know a job, mm-hmm. she's making maybe sixty five, seventy thousand dollars a year working at a, a, a publication in, in New York City. A guy who's the same age who's making that much money could probably easily get a much much younger woman. Because that's a lot of money to a younger person, which I, I imagine must make it more difficult for for women.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> <So> <laughs> that's it. We,
0: it's like we got to we got rock and hard ones, I guess. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, that's that's the issue. And so I'm looking toward Gen Z and whatever that we're going to call the next generation. Is that if we don't want that to happen, we don't want to keep women back. It's not like we want to keep girls and women back from reaching their potential and contributing to the world. What we want to do is help raise boys and men to reach their potential.
2: You uh, you mentioned femininity earlier yeah. and how it's it's one of the things that can bring men to their knees. Yes. And I thought about um, proposal and how yeah. men propose from their knees. Exactly. And it's like when you're brought to your knees, like why, why is that a <laughs> thing? Is it because they were so like broken and desperate and be- please be with me forever? Like please don't leave. Like is that why they're doing it from their knees? Because they're like begging to God, which is the woman?
1: It could be. It could be. I don't know it's, where it is. It's the same reason,
0: you know, we see, you ever see that really funny video where there's like two birds and like the, the female bird looks kind of normal, just like a brown bird or whatever, but the male bird is like jet black and it's jumping back and forth <laughs> dancing. It's like trying to prove yes. their worth. So when the guy gets on his knees, basically saying to the woman, I will never leave you. I am on my knees for you. So you will be safe with me if you get pregnant. So you mentioned, you know, evolution. Mm-hmm. A woman who gets pregnant is at risk. Right. I mean, it, you're not gonna be running, you're not gonna be fighting, you need protection. Right. And so the guy, you need to know that the guy is going to stand up. Now I guess the problem arises in that we are THE apex predator. We kill and eat basically everything. <laughs> and in cities, the only predators are other humans. Mm-hmm. So there's still a need for some protection, but also access to resources is important. Now everything's kind of changing, especially with, you know, uh, um, maternity laws. You know, so women get pregnant, they can keep working. And now a lot of companies are like, even if, if once someone gets pregnant, she can go home, she can stay home and we'll still keep paying her. Mm-hmm. So I think that also we keep moving this direction. We're going to keep removing the need for marriage, which is going to slowly eat away at families, having children to result in slow population growth. Seems like it's just dominoes falling over.
1: Well, in fact, there there is a rise in people living together, couples living together and not getting married. And I don't have the, um, I haven't dug in too deeply into it, but my hypothesis is, again, it's a buyer's market for men, that a woman who really wants a baby with a partner and he won't commit, she will acquiesce to say, yeah, no, we're just, we're going to live together because, like, it's cool. Like, no, it's great. I mean, really, what do we need a piece of paper for? Because if not, he's going to go to the next person, right? So, we, and this is what's going on in campus. This is what the hookup culture is about. A girl, will, you know, girls are, you know, oh, oh kids are kids. So, yeah, I am old. Um, on campus, the the hookup culture is because there's so many more girls Than, except for maybe MIT, than men on campus, and girls. No, it doesn't mean anything. No, we're just friends. No, no. But really, what she's really saying, I bet, is pick me, pick me, like let me make, let me do whatever I can to show him how good I am in bed, how much I love him, how much I care about him. But no, no, it's all cool. No, don't worry about it. Women are acquiescing all the time. And in fact, they're acting like men. Men are the ones who spread the seed. Men are the ones who have sex with a lot of women. All of a sudden women are doing it. And I, you know, I say, you know what? No, I, women don't really want to have sex like men. They want to have sex like women. And what they're doing is they are listening to this narrative that in order to be equal to men, they have to be men. And that happens even when it comes to sex with twenty two year olds
0: it reminds me of uh, like similar things to what you know Jordan Peterson talks about mm-hmm. you know uh, women trying to be men. It also reminds me of like jokes from Family Guy where they did one where it's the woman trying to fit in with, with all the guys, desperately trying to act like a guy as if that's what she should be doing right yeah it's uh not confidence building you know no. I, I think that's happening, but I, I will mention one thing as as for marriage
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The only the, the, you, you know if there there was there was one message that was I was smacked in the head with over and over again as I was growing up is do not get married you will regret it.
1: Who's who said that to you?
0: Married with Children, a very oh, the oh, highest TV. rated show mm, of, sure. uh, at the time. My parents wouldn't let us watch it. Yes, a syndicated wow. show where Al oh, Bundy, the the, chills. Al Bundy, the main character, yeah. hated his wife. They mm. hated each other. So sad, but it's not the only show. I constantly you, – you hear this all the time from, from older men. They call it the ball and chain.
1: Right. Now, wh-
0: what kind of message is that to a guy? Then you look at divorce courts. Mm-hmm. Oh. I, I, I There was, there was, a, there was a, a case, I think this was in Illinois, where a man and a woman were getting divorced. And it was partly because of the woman's I – think, I think it was a like drug addiction. It's been a long time since I've, I've read the story.
2: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?
0: Who was a known drug addict because courts have a bias towards the woman and then she killed her kids yeah and yeah. so the dad who was a regular working class guy begged the court yeah. this woman has been arrested before she does drugs it's dangerous and they said we can't take a kid away from 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 their mother and then she ended up killing them because she didn't want him to have him and then taking her own life like overdosing yeah. so when you hear these stories all the time when you constantly hear about how divorce courts, what is it, like 84% of the time favor the woman, mm-hmm. what's the incentive for a man to, to, to marry a woman if all it means for him is that he can lose half of his life and still lose his kids in the long run, why do it?
1: It, it breaks my heart. I, um, I've i certainly dated divorced men, and I've heard chilling stories, um, my friend Greg Ellis, his, his book is coming out Father's Day or that week, um, called "The Respondent," and it is about his hellish experience um, of being divorced or getting or his wife springing. I won't. It's it's literally I page like a thriller, like it reads like a thriller. The hell he has gone through, and the hell that men go through. I think that for some reason, everything needs to be equities everywhere, equality is everywhere. But when it comes to family law. It is so incredibly unfair to men, and it sincerely breaks my heart. And to your point, it doesn't help women, because it means that a woman can basically—I mean, it's—it's it's really this sort of "believe all women" you know idea, philosophy in courts, and it breaks my heart because men are wonderful. There are as many bad men as there are bad women. It's not a—I. I, Men are fantastic and men do so much for their families generally. So I'm, I'm with you. The, but I think that the reason why, you know, men marry women is because they love them. Which doesn't mean that things don't happen and that, you know, people don't change or circumstances, what have you, right? For whatever reason, people get divorced. But I believe in love and I believe that a man is better with a partner and a woman is better with a partner and whether that could be the same sex. The idea is that we are better when we have a strong, existential, spiritual, emotional, mental connection with somebody. We do better in life. And marriage is a strong partnership to do that. Now, I have not married, not because I didn't want to. I very much, I still want to. But I never wanted to marry a man I wasn't in love with because every man deserves to be loved. And I didn't want to be in a relationship where I didn't feel loved. So... There
0: I wonder go. though, um, I, I, I was reading, well, I was, I was reading this a while ago, but I was also reading it recently that love, uh, love and marriage is a, is a modern construct. That mm-hmm. marriages used to be contractual, more, more corporate than anything. Yeah. You had the dowry. Mm-hmm. And it was basically, well, you know, marriages are arranged for this or that reason and l- less so, you know, in, in our culture and in, in going back to the various cultures that make up the United States. But if you look at a lot of Eastern culture, arranged marriage very much still exists. Because it was transactional.
1: Sure. Oh, yeah. And it was the families did it. I mean, sort of all the royals are are intramarried. I mean, there's no question. Today, we don't have to do that. Maybe that is a benefit of, of uh, there are a lot of benefits of feminism um, in that women can now live toward their potential. We have the opportunity to do more than be only nurses, secretaries, nuns, and and teachers. Not to say those are all great professions, but we can do more. The difference is, that, um, now I've just lost my train of thought. You just oh, the marriage. so but if a woman wasn't making any money, then how was she gonna find a man med- like, the men were, could just pick any woman. This way, if it was arranged, at least she was safe. Like this was, you know, he, we're wealthy, you have your, you know, life standards, this man will make sure that you have the, we can do this. You're from the same class, the same religion, the same royal, whatever it is. So that's part of it. You know, people have this issue with, um, with the Disney fairy tales, which aren't really Disney fairy tales, they're Disney-fied fairy tales. And, you know, we talk about like Cinderella, et cetera. Well, why is the, you know, why did the mother die in all of them? Well, the mother's dead to show kids, be, first of all, that mothers did die young. Anyway, they died when they were like 30. Um That these girls could be on their own, take care of themselves. But, but yeah, but, you know, well, she marries some prince. I'm like, listen, here's the thing. She had no education, no skills, no job opportunities. What was she going to do? The truth is, a prince, pretty good deal. So, Yes, we have to think about things that historically people did things the way they did them for a reason. Today, you know, that's not what marriage is for. Marriage is a partnership. I mean, I have a cousin who's, uh, you know, been co-CEO of a Fortune 500 company and her husband worked but not anywhere near to that level. It's not like it doesn't happen that, you know, women can be more successful in terms of affluence, income, but for the most part, you know, women want to know that the man that they're with will also enable them to reach their potential as he as she would do for him not only in terms of a job and career but also in terms of family in terms of whatever else that they want to do
0: i think that's the i think there's 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 an incongruity there's an impasse you've got i think a lot of men who want just a wife like you, like you mentioned, they want their moms. Yeah. So this current generation is just there's no there's not coming together. It's like it, it's if if women are taking on masculine roles, if they're mm-hmm. taking jobs, men, you know, to a great great to a to a higher degree,
1: mm-hmm. don't want that. Right. So then it's just so I, we're stuck, I, huh? I I'm very much into um, when it comes to dating. I tell women. It's okay to be feminine. It's okay. No, no, you don't have to pick the restaurant. You don't have to offer to pay. The man knows what he's getting himself into. He's prepared. <laughs> we know what this is. It's a dance and it's okay. Now it doesn't mean you never reciprocate other way. But let him court you. Let him get, give him the opportunity to show you why he's worthy of you cuz that's what he wants to show you. Don't say, "I don't need you to help pick the wine. I can pick my You know what? It's wine, unless it's Chardonnay, because I really hate Chardonnay. It's okay. You're not you're not going to die from the fact that he chose this Cabernet Sauvignon. Just let him do it. It's okay. He wants to give to you. In fact, a great way to turn man on is to ask him to help you.
0: I kind of feel like this. A lot of this has to do with at some point there was a fracture in our society that resulted in two different factions, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. We have the culture mm-hmm. war today. A lot of people trying to figure out if it's left versus right, nationalist versus globalist or authoritarian, whatever. And when I, when I, when I hear stories like this, you, you uh, as a guy, you never know what ideology the woman holds. Mm-hmm. And so are you even allowed to make a move on the woman as it is? So you mentioned the guys want to court you. Well, if you go to, like, a sports pub, you're probably going to bump into a guy who knows nothing about critical theory and feminism and will probably start hitting on you. Mm. If you're in a big city, though, and you go to, like, a hipster bar, the guys won't go anywhere near you because so you're not allowed to. Right. So, I mean, you you look at that video that uh, went viral. Did you, you see it was uh, uh, 10 hours of walking in New York as a woman? <laughs> Remember that one?
1: Oh, yeah. So oh.
0: some of these things that were depicted as wrong was a guy saying, howdy, or, like, nice day, or... How how you doing? The, and, and and hello.
1: It's terrible. That's
0: if that if that's if 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 that's the message we're getting from mainstream media. Then what guy is going to risk his reputation, his career, and then even if he does get married, get divorced at some point, and then just lose everything and his kids? Mm-hmm. Society is currently being set up in a way that is telling men to do everything they can not to get married, and they're happy, no responsibility. They can sit around playing video games all day. I think it's bad for the spirit. And in the long term, the purpose and, and you know of our society. But I think this is just another factor that's resulting in the collapse of American culture and Western culture. Yeah. Over I – don't, I don't know what it is. I, I don't want to say it's that we have too much freedom or anything like that. That we can choose to just self-gratify, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we are a wealthy, uh, successful country. So we can play video games all day. We can drink Mountain Dew and eat Taco Bell and not have to worry about a thing. I don't think that it's our choice, you know, our, our ability to do, the, to do these things. I think it's the pressures of, of – uh, it's, it's – man, I, I go back to like uh, what we were mentioning earlier with doubling the workforce in you know, a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. As soon as people were like, you know, we should have women in the workplace if they so choose, it became part of a movement that they should be in the workplace. Right. All of a sudden then you double the workforce without increasing demand – and everyone's competing and wages are dropping. Mm-hmm. Then they say, okay, we gotta have a minimum wage to guarantee it, but there's still not enough jobs. So then some people don't have jobs. Once that happens and everyone's wages are depressed, there's a lot of other factors as to why that happens. You have all of these factors building up over decades that result in a generation of people who are not compatible in terms of long-term relationships and families.
1: Yeah. No, it's, it's depressing and it's sad. And, and I think that we are, she focused on the narratives of how to be a woman means, you know, to be president of the United States, to be vice president of the United States, to be the top mm. echelon of everything. And um, I mean, I all the power to every woman. And I certainly strive in my own career, my own life to be the to reach my potential. And I'm so grateful to live in, in a country that enables me um, to do that. Uh, but... Um, The truth is different than the narrative. And the truth is that most women become mothers. Most women want to be mothers, which isn't to say that there aren't women who are child free by choice and they honor and champion the choice. Everybody should do what they need and want to do. The issue is that men are feeling, and I hear what you're saying, why should I get off the couch? First of all, I can sext her. And because she likes me and wants my attention, she'll sex back, so I don't even need to take her out on a date, right? And if I take her out on a date, I mean, she's going to make me feel like I'm not a man because she's going to, like, not let me participate in... I don't don't think
0: that's an issue. No? No. I mean, maybe maybe it depends on generation, you know, so maybe older guys really want that. I, I. me personally, I've never really cared much for if a woman was like, I want this, I beg like, whatever, I don't care. Like,
1: right, what? no, no, which, right. So what women want, so women, modern women want old fashioned romance. Now, many feminists will say, no, that's not true, but that's really what women want. And partly because they are working so hard. They are working hard in their career, those who have careers, right? They're working hard there. But also, they are nurturers, so they're working on their friendships and their girlfriends. That call them upset. They're working and making sure their parents are okay, that their siblings are okay, their neighbors are okay. They they do a lot because of their own innate sense of taking care of people and taking care of the children in their life, etc. And they want to know when they're with a guy that all he has to do is just say, "Meet me at." this restaurant at seven PM that that is like such a thing that women want. It makes them feel so good. So a guy's like, I don't care if she picks a place. Like whatever, whatever she wants. Like I mean, if she is there a place like around the corner from her that she I I don't no care.
0: It's funny. Uh it, it's it starts to sound to me like feminism is one of the worst possible things for women in the long run. And one of the best possible things for guys in the long run from a very like What's the right way from from a from a sort of mathematical perspective? So, guys used to have to work really hard, backbreaking labor. You know, wiping the sweat off their brow, covered in dirt, going down to the coal mines. Now, they've got women working to support themselves, so the guys don't have to worry about it anymore. Women are not they're not making the same demands of men in terms of you know sexual relationships. It's just go on Tinder, and the guy doesn't have to worry about it. So now guys don't have to work. They've got all the time in the world because they don't have a biological clock in the same way as a woman. Mm. So they're sitting back with their feet up playing video games without a stress in the world. I'm being hyperbolic. Sure. But they're, women are working. Mm-hmm. They're worried about how long, they, how much time they have before they can, you know, in order to have a family. Right. They're stressing about how to find the right guy. And guys are just sitting there swiping on Tinder while they're watching, you know, mm. porn. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, sure, yeah. Yeah, so they're swiping on Tinder and watching porn at the (laughs) same time. at the same
1: time, yeah. And they're like,
0: what am I worried about?
1: Right.
0: I've got friends, you know, I grew grew up skateboarding and all of these guys don't care about anything. Mm -hmm. They will will work a minimum wage job if it means that you can have 10 people in a two-bedroom apartment so they can work only a couple days. Mm -hmm. It's a hundred bucks a month for rent and they can skate the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. That's all they care about. Yeah. And... I look at the, the the guys who grew up in, you know, like a, around me from my neighborhood and everything. Mm-hmm. A few of them, you know, have families, but not by plan. You know what I mean? And then everyone else who kind of planned and worked and went to college, they're sitting back with their feet up, making tons of money. They have careers and they're not worried at all. And you mm-hmm. talk to them and they're like, eh, I don't know, you know, when I'm 40, maybe I'll find a 25 year old. They're not worried at all.
1: Right. Right. No. And also because they don't have a biological clock and all of that. And. But, you know, you are a prime example of a guy who decided that wasn't enough, and you manned up your own life. Look at what you're doing, right? You're the guy who said, no, this is not fulfilling for me to only s- skateboard or sit on the couch or, or Tinder porn watch, right? Mm. You decided that, no, I have potential. I have great potential. I don't even know my potential because I... I haven't even started it yet. And then you did. And you're still going. And you're still going. You're building a media empire, right? You're a man. And that's sexy to women. It is not (laughs) sexy for a guy to be sitting on the couch, you know, swiping on Tinder. Women don't find that appealing. But it works for them. Well, it does and it doesn't. There's also a lot of men who are depressed, a lot of men who, you know, unfortunately commit suicide, a lot of men who are overdosing. Um, who are aimless and they're getting older and they don't know how to get out of it. And I'm hoping one of the silver linings of COVID is that men who are forced to be alone, that there was no other choice, maybe maybe life needs a little more meaning. And again, that's where a partner, a, a woman or man in his life can help him get there.
0: We've been talking a little bit about the, the rat utopia experiment. Have you ever heard of that?
1: no it sounds lovely
0: i don't know i don't know too much about it other than um people have chatted us about it but the general premise was that they created the space where they put a bunch of rats in this you know terrarium kind of thing unlimited food and water Mm -hmm. not a care in the world no threats and eventually they populated to a certain point then they started becoming and they started changing some stopped having sex altogether some stopped eating some just started dying I think some like started becoming cannibals. It was like really brutal. Once they reached a certain level of of crowding and population, weird things started happening in their rat society. Mm -hmm. I wonder if humans have reached a point like that, and I think that's why people bring it up, to where... Maybe the reason we're not having families anymore is because
2: we got we got a ton of people on the planet as it is. Especially psychologically, with social media. I, in the early days, I was like, "Oh, Facebook, good. I'm going to get all my friends on Facebook, and then I'm going to be able to I'll be able to message everybody at once, and then I can throw a big party where I have everyone to my house. And then mm. all of a sudden, I had like 170 people, 300 people, and I didn't talk to any of them. Mm. I was but so overwhelmed.
0: That's, and that's like one of the things I said happened with the rat utopia experiments. So right. They were like crowd in areas just like in weird ways. But I wonder if what happens is, you know, we used to have kids out of necessity, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, that's why if you look at less developed nations, they have lots of kids Mm -hmm. because the kids do jobs. Right. But now we got washing machines. We got dishwashers. We got stoves. We got clean running water in the cities. So you don't need to have kids. Maybe it's just a natural state of life where you find this equilibrium point where you just don't need to have kids. So there's no real drive to do it.
1: No, no woman, no woman goes through childbirth because she needs it. I mean, that like me because she because it's a because it's not. This is like she's literally putting her life in danger. Women have an an a existential like in her body, like everything. Not all women, most women, to have a child. We we, do you think it every month? We have a violent <laughs> reminder yeah, it's great. of our evolutionary, you know, role. And it's not it's not the patriarchy that created menstruation, right? We have but, it. Uh,
0: but I'm not saying that like women sit there and think to themselves like I'm gonna have a kid because I need to have a kid. I'm just saying that pressures begin to appear to not have kids. Once, a, once a certain level in a, in a population size or, res, or amount of resources, and then it just becomes less feasible for people to do. That's
2: definitely the case for men. I mean, we used to spread our seed to as many women as possible, and now that's been become taboo mm-hmm. in society. So that's an example of not overpopulating. Is it taboo? For the most part, polygamy is kind of looked down upon in modern yeah, but America. Po- pro- uh,
0: promiscuity is
2: through the roof. But not I mean, having children at- all over the place definitely doing it
0: i mean yeah i guess you'd you'd be frowned upon in any capacity the old trope was that the guy would be chased out of the farmhouse by the dad with the shotgun you know who was sleeping with the farmer's daughter or whatever all the alimony well it was because you have to make like shotgun wedding you know you're gonna take care of this kid and you've you've just committed yourself to doing it these days it's like swipe on tinder you just sit there and you swipe
2: non-stop and then you do whatever you want and it's encouraged Back in the old day, like I'm thinking of Zeus, you know, all these ancient. where he had like 40 kids, and then he had kids with his kids. And, like, just <laughs> because they needed to populate, they were like,
0: yeah, well, recovering that's, from a those flood. Are, those are
2: stories, yeah. But but that I guy, think, like. Did
0: he turn himself into a duck and then bang a woman a goose, or something? Yeah. Wow, Swan, yeah. What a weird, no, what a weird
2: <laughs> story. Yeah, maybe it was real, maybe it wasn't. But I think that that behavior wasn't so taboo as it is today. And where so whereas women have the burning desire to have children. Men have the burning desire to have to spread their seed. And we've had to kind of culturally subdue that because it doesn't mix with modern day, you know, society. Like too many kids without fathers would be very bad for society. Well, It is bad.
1: It's bad for the kids. Kids who are born with who don't have a father, father figure in the household are more likely to be poor, more likely not to graduate high school, more likely to end up in jail. So men have a very important role in society. And, again, it just keeps – you've asked, you know, well, what can we do? And, unfortunately, you know, it's too late for the millennial and Gen X generations to change that, although certainly men can stand up and do better, and they can raise – they can be there for boys. And even if you're not a father, if you're an uncle or if you're a friend of the family, you could be there for a boy, and you can help raise that boy, that is – such a gift to that boy because that boy will grow up to reach his potential if he has that but um, unfortunately we have you know kids who aren't growing up without dads and it just keeps you know going around and around the same circle um, so I, look again women generally want to be moms not all women women want to be moms and it is it is devastating when she's doing everything she can. She's doing all the right things. She's contributing to society. It's like she's doing everything she can. And I agree with you that a guy who's, you know, her equal in terms of, you know, career, income, what have you, he, you know, she's 35, he's 35, he can easily marry a 25-year-old. What happened to her? Right. So it is. But it's devastating to those women. The level of of, I mean, I've I have grieved not having children. I'm I'm beyond hope of having children. And so I've moved on from that. But certainly, I mean, and it's and it's elongated now because it used to be that a woman, you know, hit a certain age, 40 plus or minus. She was no longer fertile, couldn't have children. But today, let's say egg freezing. Well, there's still hope or even IVF, there's still hope. All this technology. People will tell you, oh, but my kiss- my cousin's sister's neighbor had twins at 45. Still hope. So what does that do? It creates this longer time of grief for this woman, and it's really hard. So I... I'm, again, a champion of boys, and I think we need to go back and look at education, how we are educating boys, how we're making sure that they have male role models, how we're letting them play, encouraging them to play, all of those things, right? I think that we also, on the men's side, need to be a little bit more sympathetic to women. They're not desperate because they really want to go out with you again because they like you. They're not desperate because they want to have a baby and they're 36. They're women. And they want to be moms. And that's perfectly normal. And it doesn't make them weak. It makes them strong to be able to admit that that's what they want. And if you're a guy who's going to lead a woman on, and just because, you know, you don't really want I don't know, well, maybe we'll try, well, maybe next year, well, when I get a raise. You know what? Her fertility doesn't have time for your excuses. So if you love her or if you don't love her, let her go or get married and be a man.
0: So there's a... I guess it's a stereotype, maybe there's actual data behind this, I've not re- read it, that men tend to be goal-oriented and women tend to be social-oriented. So a guy der- derives his joy from accomplishing something that dopamine hit, whereas women, from social acceptance. And I don't know if that's true, but it does kind of play into the story about how young women are becoming depressed because of social media. They mm-hmm. go on Instagram, they take, a, they take a selfie, they post it, it doesn't get enough likes, they delete it right away, and it does affect guys but not as much. Sure. I've noticed something really interesting when I when I watch skateboarding videos on Instagram. I noticed that there are a lot of videos of guys skateboarding. And actually, you know what? I'm not even talking about skateboarding. When guys take photos of things or when they post things, that's an object. Yeah. When women do it, it's of them.
1: Of course. Yeah. So
0: I even know female journalists and mm-hmm. it's the weirdest thing to me yeah. where they're like on the ground in the Middle East and they're taking a selfie of themselves with mm-hmm. like the thing in the background and I'm like, just show the tank. Like, you know? And then what guys do is they'll post a video of just the tank with themselves not in it. Yeah. So I wonder if that also plays a very serious role that the reason women are hyper-focusing on work is because society, Mm -hmm. because of what would be deemed acceptable. And this is stemming from when you look at news media and cultural media, the women who are working these jobs are mostly career women, not all of them. And then you end up with a tendency to only get the positive social message from women who are not married who are working careers then telling younger women this is the right way to do it this is what's great and because of the so- social pressure they do and that's perpetuating this the cycle
1: yeah there are no career women it's not like women are choosing to have a career women have to work we do what else are we supposed to do
0: get married at a young age i guess and siphon
2: off the man. So, or have a traditional family. I'm not I guess raising know. a kid's worth more than money, that's for sure.
1: But it's not like they're choosing mm-hmm. career over love, marriage, and motherhood. I didn't do that. Most women aren't doing that.
2: Well what's
0: why what's stopping them from having a, a relationship then?
1: So my
3: mom actually asked me this because she and I were talking about millennial women and why they don't really appear to want to get married and or have kids and I said, Mom, we can't afford to we can't afford yes, rent. True. Where we were living, rent was like fourteen or fifteen hundred bucks a month, and I was like, "There's no way to afford rent and also have children unless you are both working." And I was like, "I don't want to do that. I want to be able to actually raise my kids, and that means like part-time work or not working at all and being mm-hmm. like a stay-at-home mom." Right? It's very much a matter of money. I think you're right. Yeah. No, it I, is I, it's I,
1: economics. But,
0: but you, how did how did how did the families do it? I don't know. Three hundred years ago,
1: it, we, we walk in the woods
0: with a. Yeah, we don't
1: have that anymore. The economy today means that most, most women and men have to work. What else are we going to do? And especially when a woman, why shouldn't a woman work? Why shouldn't a woman have a career? It's, and I don't mean this in the feminist way. I'm in the, you know, traditional feminist way. I just mean it like, why not? You know, that's not feminism. That's just being human. Like, why shouldn't she reach her potential? That doesn't mean that she, like, for instance, again, me, right? I very much wanted to be married and have children. I had a baby name book when I was 12. I mean, I had planned my wedding in my family backyard. I This was what I wanted. And it didn't happen, not because I didn't want it. But if I didn't have as well, like when I was in my late 30s, that's when I decided to create my own company because I didn't know if I was going to have some legacy. And that's, in the end, part of why we have children. We want to know we're going to leave something. We want, if it's not literal DNA, then maybe it's some sort of intellectual DNA. There's something we can leave behind. And so that's why women have careers, because they need to be able to pay the rent, etc. And, and, by the way, if they do meet a guy, he's divorced because the 22-year-old he married really wasn't exactly what he needed because she didn't really, she was much more interested in her body and her selfies than in him and in helping him be the best he can be. And he then finds this, you know, 40 year old woman who's amazing because they're the same age and actually share the same conversations, intellect, experience, et cetera. And, and he's, well, okay, well, we'll have a kid together. Okay, but where was she going to get the money for the IVF or for the eggs that she froze? I mean, careers pay for things and part of it is it, it gives her a safety net. For her fertility.
0: It seems like a tsunami, I guess. Or, or it's like um, because every single woman and man mm-hmm. are engaging in these certain behaviors, it's created a situation where no, no one person – an avalanche is a better word for it. Mm-hmm. No one snowflake can now break away. If the system were that, you know, like it was way back in the day where women would just – you know, they're in high school and they're like thinking about the guy they want to marry or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they got out of high school and then sought to get married – the guy took care of everything i think that w- w- the avalanche started mm-hmm. you know for a lot for a lot of reasons i think it's it's great that women you know civil rights expanded women are in the workplace women voting and all that stuff but it's i wonder if you know the, the pendulum swings and you can't just stop it mm-hmm. so it goes entirely to the other side and now it's well when women now have to work it's yes. a, it's not you don't have a choice right. whereas back in the day it was difficult for women to work. Mm-hmm. So the pendulum was on one side. It should have been in the place where everyone could choose to work if they so, ch- if they want to, but now it's, you, you have to work. Sorry. And because of that, it's creating pressures that make it very difficult to actually have a family. And it's making it very difficult for people to afford to have a family because, well, you can't just walk into the woods with an axe anymore and build a log cabin and have your kids. Now everything's under control by yeah. government regulation. Yeah. So there's no getting on a boat and go find a place. Where, you know, back in the day, and I mean, like, hundreds of years ago, a dude would walk over and, like, stick a piece of wood in the ground and be like, mine. Yeah. (laughs) And then have a kid and be like, we're going to live here. There's water. Yep. Yeah. Can't do that anymore.
1: Right. And that's actually what's sexy to a woman, a decisive man. And I mean that sincerely. A woman wants a man who say, you, I want you. And I want you, this is how we're going to live. I have, you know, savings and I'm buying this house. And we have this car and we're going to now a woman can say, well, I mean, I really prefer that car. Okay, we'll get that car. I mean, you can come to you can negotiate. But a woman wants a man who wants her, is decisive about it, is strong about it, where she feels like this is the guy who isn't going to want to spread his seeds, So she feels safe and secure that once she has a baby, he's not going to leave her to go have a baby with somebody else. Women want men who are decisive Women want men who are thoughtful. They're not a-holes, right? And fun. Three things. So the question is, you, again, Tim, are a man. You have taken charge of your life. You are, you get hit by the left, by the right, and by the middle, and by everybody around it. Most of the people don't even get who you are or what you're doing. You... Are you're like leading away and others are trying to copy you, be you, whatever it is because you're so good at what you do.
0: Yeah, they stole my thumbnails.
1: They did. did. (laughs) I I believe that.
0: Everybody does the red with the bold and they use the same font and everything. Yep, it works, it
1: works. (laughs) And you're a skateboarder and you show everybody how much fun you're having. I mean, you're the kind of guy that women want. Do you want to get married?
0: I'm worried about uh, the the legal system.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But yeah, I do.
1: Prenups and, can and have help. Kids and some everything. Of that, yeah.
0: But it's it's just uh, what's the point?
1: What do you mean? What's the point?
0: What's the point of marriage?
1: Well, let's discuss. What is the point of marriage? Part you know, of the point of marriage is to have a partner. I mean, do do you do you um, do you feel like when you have somebody important in your life? that there's you have more energy you have more incentive you yes you do you're you're nodding yes
0: everything i would say all of the expansion what people need to realize is that none of this would would not be possible without allison Mm -hmm. who is my girlfriend right and she is effectively running this business okay so i sit around and people say like hey we want to do this and i'm like ask allison because mm-hmm. I can look at a camera I can talk give my opinions yeah. but the the paperwork the fine, I I I would not be able to do it without her.
1: Right. That's a that's a true partner.
0: There was there was like a wall mm-hmm. where at a certain point it was like here I am here's what I can do and this is what we have. Mm-hmm. And then you you find that you know that that partner who can help you and then all of a sudden it's just like the wall exploded and now it's just like we're growing out of control. It's amazing.
1: You are one of the most fortunate people in the world to be as young as you are. And I know you're not in your twenties, but young.
0: I'm an old man. No, I'm 35. You're
1: <laughs> and to have found a woman who loves you and just by her very being and loving you enables you to be twice the guy you are. That doesn't come across very, that doesn't happen often. You're very lucky. And she's very lucky that you understand that and that you see that in her. And I'm sure that how all the ways that she helps you and, 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 and your life is like twice the life or more. Her life is twice the life or more by being able to give you that. That's how she grows. So I, I, I don't want you to focus on all the things that could go wrong. And unfortunately, right now for men, it's tougher. I want you to focus on all the stuff that's going right. I'm envious of you. I want that kind of love. I want a partner. And I've had those partners and fortunately it didn't work out for whatever reason. That's the kind of partner you deserve kind of partner I deserve. We all deserve. And Allison deserves. So I, I'm i hoping that she brings you down to your knees.
2: It's, it's, mo- <laughs> it's more than twice as effective too. Like when you have the right partner it seems mm. like you do 10% of the work of what, like what you're doing becomes 10% of the next structure. And she's handling like 90, 90%. And I'm not just saying you specifically in this situation, but like when you're in the right situation, you, you end up doing like what your old 100% was, is now 10% of the new system, which yeah. is now a thousand percent of what you were capable of before.
1: You're building a world together. You're building a life together. You know, there's this thing in, in when a, when a Jewish couple, a more traditional Jewish couple gets married, the bride walks around her groom seven times because that's the number of days it took to create the world. She's helping him create his world and she is his world and he is her world. That's, that's what life is about. Is about partnership. It's about building a world together and your world wouldn't look like it does without your partner, without Allison. And I mean, I find sometimes I'm frustrated because I know I could be so much more in so, if I had that partner. And yeah, I have great men in my life. I have good friends in my life. That's why I champion men and I'm so grateful for the men in my life. Obviously, I want a relationship and I want marriage. So what does marriage give me? It gives me me.
2: You know, my issue with marriage... Let me be pedantic for a moment. (laughs) (laughs) Is the definition of the word means to mix. When you marry two things, you're mixing them. Mm. And I've seen people that live together for fifty years, never, never involved the legal system, and they're just a couple that Mm -hmm. live their life and love each other and maybe even have kids outside of the legal system. And then I've seen people go, I want to be married to you. They go sign some paperwork and then they get divorced within like three or four years. Mm -hmm. And then losing all this money. And What's real marriage? Being to me, it's it's mixing your soul with mm-hmm. someone, whether or not the law is involved. I don't really care. And then there's the church, which is the whole religious aspect of it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's that's my take on it.
1: Yeah. Look, I'm I'm not telling, certainly not telling people how to live their life. And I and I certainly, I mean, you know, for me, I'm not going to have children. And and please God, I'll meet this guy sooner than later. I mean, I don't need to marry him in that. I don't need to have that stable. Household for my children that I'm not going to have. Would I like to be married? Sure, of course. But right now, I I want a partner. But when we're talking about younger people who, especially assuming they want children, marriage is especially for the woman feels much more secure. And I get listen. I I get the family law issues. I I think that marriage is something that. Can create tremendous value for the couple, and that commitment—and it is a risky commitment—but commitment is something very powerful.
0: It feels like our society is in a weird hybrid state between traditional hierarchical, um, I guess, essentialist, but and, con, mm-hmm. and and constructivist. Whereas the woke left are constructivist; mm-hmm. they want a clean slate, they believe in blank slate, they you know, get rid of all the old traditions and then have this equity society where men and women are the exact same, a man can be a woman, you know, whatever, a woman can be a man. And then you have the traditional society which is the man works, the woman raises the kids, you get married, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a it's a societal contract between the two parties. And right now we're we're mashed in between mm-hmm. these 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 two versions of reality. It doesn't work. You right. can't you can't have some people believing some of these things and some people believing some of these other things. And because of that, we have a legal structure that Disincentivizes the traditional and it's moving more and more every generation towards the more, uh, constructivist. I say collective constructivist, mm-hmm. you know, uh, view as, as opposed to the essentialist. For whatever reason that keeps happening and it's likely to move in that direction. That's where it seems we're going. Now there have been, uh, uh, Pew put, put out this data. Gen Z is ever so slightly more conservative Mm -hmm. than uh, millennials. Yes. But I don't think that's because they're having an awakening or Gen Z realized something was wrong or anything like that or they're they're rebelling. I think it's because conservatives in the previous generation were just more likely to have kids. So it's not that Gen Z are becoming or, you know, Uh, are ideologically more conservative. There's just more conservative Gen Z, ever so slightly.
1: That's interesting. Yeah. Than
0: that, you know, than progressive. they're the off,
1: Right, they're the offspring of those more likely to have children,
0: and and exactly. Mm. And even then, they're still more progressive than their parents, and very much as progressive as millennials, only to a slightly lesser degree.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So you, so if that's the case, then it seems like we're going to continually move towards a future where, in two or three generations, it's going to be a bunch of gender-neutral, shaved heads, blue jumpsuits, no marriage, you know, babies born in pods, eat I, the bugs. I hope not. Soil and green.
1: I hope not.
0: Seems like that's where we're going.
1: I don't know. I mean, I I think that's a narrow, that's the, you know, I can, that's the AOC, you know, people shouldn't have children in the environment. And I mean, this is not, no. I, again, there's something about the human condition that makes us want to find a partner and have children with that partner. Again, not everybody, not judging anybody, but for the most part, and we know this to be true because for the most part it happens. So while a woman is marrying later than ever and she's having her first child later than ever, it doesn't mean that she doesn't want those children. In fact, the fact that a woman has a child in her late 30s, even early 40s, Proves that she's waiting for love.
0: You know what's really interesting about this? Women having children later and later.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: The the biological clock of a woman, it's not identical for every single woman. And so a society that is telling women to wait, or at least there's pressures to make them wait, I wonder what the effect on future generations will be based on these pressures in terms of selection. If you have a woman if if the average woman, you know, can't have kids past say 40 or whatever the, whatever the age number is. Right. And then, you know, and that's and that's based on a society where women are having kids when they're 20 or 22 or even mm-hmm. younger, maybe 18. Then you start telling women have kids when you're 40. What happens is the women who can do mm-hmm. and the women who can't don't. Right. So then the children of those women are more likely to be able to have kids later on in their lives. I wonder if the result mm-hmm. of this might be.
1: I didn't follow that.
0: So, uh, it's, 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 it's uh, not
1: biological. If they're having a child at age 40 plus, yes, women at age 40 can have intercourse and get pregnant and have a baby, but it's not easy and it doesn't always happen so so it's not a biological thing those women who are having their their first baby at 40 plus usually there is some help
0: well so what what i, what I mean is if there are 100 women yeah and based on all of these women on the previous generations the average age at which they you know it's like here's your lat 39 okay. if you don't have a kid by 39 you're probably not gonna have kids by telling all of these women to wait what, ha- what what i wonder if what would happen is that Say half of the women, mm-hmm. at, at, as soon as they hit forty, fail to have kids. Right. The other half at forty do have kids. Right. Which means the children of those mm-hmm. women are also more likely to be be able to have kids around the same age because they share similar genetics.
1: No, it's not because it's not genetics. Meaning, it it, it first of all because she's getting part of her genes from her dad as well. But mm-hmm. no, it's it's not the genetics. It's every woman has. A biological clock. And to your point, yeah, it could be 39, it could be 41, it could be 35, it could be 23. I just mean
0: evolution, right? Right. Some kind of evolutionary pressure created this time limit, and that time limit can be changed by creating a pressure for women to have children later and later in life.
1: Well, what's happening is that people aren't necessarily telling women to wait. Women want to... So the women who have their first child at age 35 plus are likely to be college educated. So... Um, and we were we were discussing earlier. They're having trouble finding a man because a man has a choice to marry a woman who isn't college educated, and or is college educated. Whatever reason he can marry some, he has many more choices when it comes to women. Plus, there are many more college educated women who want college educated men, etc. Women are waiting for love. They're not waiting because somebody told them to wait to hold on.
0: I'm, I'm not saying that. I just mean there are societal pressures that exist.
1: To what? To, to go, well.
0: That times have changed. It used yeah. to be that women had subtle pressures to have kids at a younger age and get sure. married, you know, just before turning 20 or whatever.
1: Well, there isn't any subtle, maybe that's what it is. If only there were societal pressure. I mean, to go back to Jordan Peterson and, and, um, the, uh, what do we call it for, for. Enforced m- monogamy? Yeah. Women, you know, we we were women, especially Gen X and older millennials sort of were, you know, understood that, well, so and so, this, this celebrity had a baby at 45, had twins, I could do that. But of course, it could be donor eggs. It, there are many other ways that maybe she had frozen her eggs now. I mean, who knows, right? So, and it's not really the, the truth. So women were, nece- we, women just didn't have all the information um, that they needed but again really I don't know women who are putting off having children when they really want children and they have a partner M- most of the women who aren't having children at age 35 plus are single in fact 80 percent of them are single they're waiting for love I wonder and if they love choose is a love. myth no it's not a myth you're in love it's not a myth look what it does for you
2: but uh, does, can everybody have?
1: No. And that's what sucks.
2: According to the Greeks, there were seven types of love. Ah. And eros being one of them, that's physical, sexual love. There's like mm. agape, which is the love of the community. Mm. There's the love of family is one mm-hmm. of them. Um, platonic love. Plato actually, ah. that was actually an eighth type of love. Plato was like, it's a love of friendship. Um, and I could look them up now if we want to talk Storks about each one. Parents what's parents for children.
0: What's it called when you have like, when you're, when you have a bunch of cats?
2: <laughs> stork is that what it is
0: love yeah. of children yeah
1: love. Of that's your for love children. like the
0: parent a parental love for a child yeah, yeah. not the creepy kind of love for we children. do need no, not more Eros. words
1: for love we do need more words for love um i agree because well i don't i don't need a man because i you know i i, I love my kids or i love that well really no it's actually i've had women say well actually you know what the truth is like i feel like a little chunky lately and i don't really want to t-. like in the end like women really choose love they want to be with a man Women generally, you know, heterosexual women love men and they want to be in love and men want to be in love. That's so the, these guys
0: got to start going for walks. Mm-hmm. Get off that couch. Stop yeah. playing video
1: games. No yeah. more Mountain
0: Dew or Taco yeah. Bell or whatever. Mm-hmm.
2: Go for a walk. Start uh, learning a skill. Yo, and when you cook for your girl, mm-hmm. don't ask her what she wants. Make something you like.
0: No, no, no. let her enjoy
2: that with you. Make
0: something really awful and just tell her she has
2: to eat it. Tim's (laughs) Tim's such a social engineer. (laughs) Such solid advice. (laughs) Seriously.
0: We're going to make Mountain Dew chicken this weekend.
2: I brought up the seven types of love. Yes. There's Eros, which I mentioned, the romantic, passionate love. Uh, uh, Philia, which is intimate, authentic friendship. Mm. Then there's Ludus, which is a playful, flirtatious love. Mm. Storge, which is unconditional, familial love. Mm -hmm. Uh, Phalausia, which is self-love. Pragma, which is committed, companionate love. And agape, which is the love of the community, mm-hmm. empathetic. University. Which one of those is like when you have a good dog, you know? I think it's the love of family. Family?
3: Yeah, yeah, I think so.
2: And your dog is
0: like a little soldier, like, yes, sir! And, like, you know, he, he <laughs> runs and, like, you know, protects the family and stuff. Yeah. Dogs I wrote, in
1: In Otherhood, and I'm forgetting what the number is, but something like, there, you know, I heard that there were 19 ways to smile. And I'm afraid I'll never know all of them because wow. I've never smiled at him.
0: The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumba. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: I'm a romantic, clearly. And I love what you're saying, Ian, about the types of love. And I agree. And I think, you know, and my otherhood, my book is dedicated to my friends, the family I choose. I happen to love my family, but friendship is really important. All these areas of love, but the type of love you're talking about, Tim, the type of love that enables you to be all you can be is the best kind of love of all. And I hope everybody watching and listening to this finds that love or has that love and cherishes that love. Is that
2: like when you have all the loves together and like, all seven loves you experience with one person and people want that, like, I don't want to settle for anything less than that. And then you can snap
0: your fingers and wipe out half of all life in the universe? Yeah, yes. you gained
2: all the love gems. <laughs> <laughs> the infinity love stones. I think yes. people are holding out for, like, all the loves, but, like, a lot of times you don't see it unless you love yourself, to begin yeah, with. Yeah, sure. You can't. You can't you can't love someone else unless you love yourself. You ever, you ever
0: see that movie Saving Silverman? No. It's where, like, there's three guys and, like, they one friend that's dating this, dating this woman who really doesn't actually like him and then they're like you don't even love him and she's like there's many kinds of love and like she's a controlling nasty person i love that but then she ends up really liking the crazy like other friend and it's like i don't know i haven't seen that movie it's like a 20 year old movie yeah i got the guy from american it. i think what's that guy's name and the other guy steve's on
1: i don't know that they want all those loves i mean all those loves are great but you know a woman actually generally women choose love over motherhood, however much they want motherhood, because love of a husband, your spouse is a is a different kind of love, and we don't we call it romantic love. Or, but I we I feel like we really need a whole new lexicon for this because it's a very powerful love that's very existential. Not to say that children aren't, but it's a different kind of love. You love your child, and then you set them free. If you're if you're doing your job, right? right? You prepare them for <laughs> life. Your partner is, should be with you till death do you part.
0: I think I get it. I think that what guys need to do is maybe like, you know, women are going to want like a rugged man. So don't shave. You know, get that guy's beard mm. going. But then they want, they want somebody who's got style. So maybe get like a nice fedora oh, or also something. Check. Uh-huh. But they also yeah, want uh-huh. someone who can prove their fighting skills. So maybe mm. a katana.
3: Yeah, really oh. big katana.
0: And then maybe like some old school, like gentlemanly, you know, <laughs> dapper looks so like a trench coat, fedora, yes. katana, and uh-huh. beard. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And uh, that's exactly what women are into. And then you can show off your katana skills. You yeah. need a fedora, my friend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i was gonna say beanie works too i mean yeah. i think you know you yeah don't do don't,
0: don't do the katana trench coat <laughs> they're gonna thing. take your yeah. advice seriously i'm scared there's a lot of people who already do that that's the joke <laughs>
3: it's the fedora tipping but no
1: w- women do like generally masculine men um and that doesn't mean that they're toxic there was a an episode of of. Girls, which I know must be your favorite show. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. the best. I mean, you know, everyone. Dunham. There. I mean, Whoa. wow. Wow. <laughs> so I sort of cringe watched it, but I watched it as sort of like, because I, I want to understand all this culture and this, you know, millennial group and, and, you know, her whole line was, you know, she was the voice of the generation. So the last scene of season two, sorry if I'm going to ruin for you. It's only eight years old or whatever. Um, she's going through some sort of, of, of mental breakdown, legit. And she and her ex-boyfriend on it, on again, off again, Adam Driver character is her guy. And she texts him something. And they were apart at this point. And you see him jump up, run down the stairs there in Brooklyn, New York. Down the stairs, down the subway, back up the subway, around the block, running, running. I mean, this whole thing, right? And he runs up the stairs somehow. I don't forget how he gets into her apartment, picks her up in his arms the end. If that's not Prince Charming, I don't know what is.
0: Yeah, but you know, these movies and shows where like t- take a look at like your, your trope of romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. The guy like goes to the woman's house or like plays the boombox outside of her window. That guy's gonna get arrested real quick. Like th- these romantic comedies, a guy who does that goes to jail and he's called creepy. There was a video that like, mm-hmm. I-, I mentioned the 10 hours of walking through New York as a Woman thing. Where like one guy's like, "How's it going?" and they're like, "So creepy." There's a viral video right now where like a a, a young girl is sitting at a table streaming, and mm-hmm. a guy just like tries talking to her, and it's really awkward. And everyone's acting like it was the apocalypse. Like this guy was a creep, and I'm like, dude, it's just some awkward guy. The girl was a little young, man. That guy probably shouldn't have done that, and that is an issue. But I was thinking, just like, there's there's a big stigma around literally talking to a woman in public, period. So how is there mm-hmm. supposed to be some romantic? I guess you know. Mad Magazine said it best. Mm-hmm. Mad Magazine a long time ago. Have you guys ever read the Ma- A Mad Look At? When I don't even know if Mad Magazine still exists. I used to read that a lot. It doesn't, but,
1: but I loved it. Yeah. They had
0: a Mad Look At, and it was a series mm-hmm. of comics talking about a certain idea. One of them, it was a Mad Look At public displays of affection. It was hilarious. The one, the one, first panel was like this tall, chiseled man with a suit and a beautiful woman, and she's got her leg up as he's leaning into her and kissing her, and everyone around is going like, "Aww." The next one was the same thing, but a morbidly obese, bald man and a big fat woman and everyone was angry and, and you know, kind of pissed off. Hmm. So the, the, the fact of the matter is, and this is an obvious trope that exists on the internet and mm-hmm. especially in the incel forums. If you're a, a, a weird looking guy mm-hmm. or you're short and scraggly with a weird voice, you can't say these things to women. Mm. But a tall, chiseled, handsome man, tall, dark and handsome, well, you can walk up to a woman and you can say a lot of things and they'll swoon. If it's a nasty guy, they'll they'll belch, they'll, they'll, or not, not belch, they'll, they'll cringe or, or vomit. And then you'll get in trouble.
1: Mm. So
0: for- But well, that would
1: be rude. So that woman doesn't deserve you if a woman does that. So ex nay on those women anyway. Here's the thing about men, the secret power of a man. Secret power of a man is it's all in the personality. Be decisive, be thoughtful, be fun. That's all you got to do
2: I would have along those lines you were talking about that text and that fantasy show don't if if, if you're uh, anybody boy or girl and you want to you want to communicate love to someone don't do it through text maybe mm-hmm. send a sentence here and there but it's in the delivery like mm-hmm. you just said if you want to express your love to someone do it with your vibration with your words with your the sound of your you know i, I would i advice. i
0: would agree with you ian but i do think that sometimes text can be appropriate like maybe you send like an eggplant emoji and then the water droplets <laughs> and then the peach emoji it works so and well. that will convey yep. your emotions there's a time <laughs> <at perfectly.
2: laughs>
1: yeah yeah right as but, in but yeah, yeah, walls of it. text
2: Don't do it. I don't know if kids, if if younger culture understands because of the text, social media text Mm. culture, but it it is not the way to to communicate emotions, in my opinion. That's why you got to
0: do emojis.
2: (laughs) Emojis only. Yeah.
0: Like the skull face when you're laughing? Yes. That's what they do. Okay. I avoid text almost. Crazy kids. Kids kids these days, they use the skull instead of the laughing face.
2: I tried to to navigate relationships through text, and I just destroyed my 30s, basically, in my Mm. late 20s. So Mm. now I've kind of sworn it off. I just, if I get a text and it's... I get agitated. I just set the phone down and ignore it. And then I figure if I see them again, I'll talk to them and it'll That's be. That's a good idea. A That's smart. Out. I like that. So yeah. what, what, do you, what do you think about these dating apps? Because one mm-hmm. of the things I've brought up
0: before is that when women were in, were, uh, you know, before dating apps, before websites for mm-hmm. dating, a man and a woman in college together, their dating pool was the same dating pool for the most part. Right. 20-year-old woman no has the same social circle as a 20-year-old man. hmm So the likelihood of her dating someone within her age range and at the college is high. With dating apps, the likelihood that she's now going to pull up an app and find a 35-year-old guy who's got a convertible and an infinity pool, infinitely higher. And so it's very simple. It's not that the woman doesn't like the guy at her school. Mm -hmm. It's just that she gets two text messages. One's the 20-year-old guy who's in her class and says, hey, we're going to go sit in the train tracks and like drink 40s. And then the other message she gets is from the guy who's like, hey, I'm going to take the the convertible down for a spin and go to the beach and look at the stars and which one's she going to pick. Women have preferences, so maybe someone would be like, I'd rather take the 40. But I think there's a tendency because the wealthier guy, the the established guy, has more opportunities for fun and excitement and Mm -hmm. adventure. Yeah. These college Mm -hmm. women are more likely to choose that. Mm -hmm. It's just opened up the world for them, and it's allowed these older guys to get access to younger women in ways they couldn't before. Sure. So that means that... Guys who are, you know, college age right now,
3: mm-hmm.
0: Gen Z, mm-hmm. they're gonna struggle in the same way, in, 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 a, in a similar way to millennials in that 20 year old, I, I, I was talking to a guy a couple of years ago, he was like 24 and yeah. he was a virgin yeah. and he had no idea what to do right. because no matter what, the women weren't interested in dating him. He was a normal guy. He yeah, wasn't yeah. a creepy weirdo, he was like a yeah. regular guy. And I was like, bro, I guess at this point you just gotta like walk up to somebody and say, hello, I'd like to, you know, nice to meet you. I live in the area or something like that. And he's like, you can't do that. Okay. You'll, 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 you're like, you're a no, creep no. if you Get, do that. No,
1: no. So, okay. Please keep coaching him.
0: I haven't talked to a guy since I met him years ago, so. Right. I don't know. But, I don't remember his name. So
1: any guy like that. Because really, that's just an excuse. Because he's too shy to go over because he do not want to be projected.
0: I don't think so. I think you'll, you'll end up on, on Twitter with someone filming you, calling you a creep. They'll, they'll post your picture on Instagram and say, this creepo is harassing me. They get points that's for very it.
1: Sad. It's very sad. Yeah, they get views. Sad. They get likes. They get subscribers. Well, those women are going to be alone then. So that's very sad. But
0: I think that it, I mean, look, I, I'd imagine the average woman would not do that. Right. Probably just be like, "I'm flattered. Have a nice day."
1: Yeah. Not. But the
0: but the but the, the landmines are there.
1: No, sure. The landmines landmines are there for everybody. We're all afraid of something we're going to say, something we're going to tweet, something we're going to write, something we're going to say on your podcast, your YouTube show. But we gotta take risks in life because we don't move forward without taking risks. And in fact, risk taking men are, are attractive to women. Again, because they make decisions. They, okay, may, I may, you know, may fail, but I'm gonna try. I'm gonna do it. And that is actually very attractive. The, no woman, not every woman is gonna be attracted to every man. I mean, a man can come to me at a party and kind of say he's interested and I kind of, I don't find him a, you know, whatever. He's not for me. I'm not going to be rude to him. But it doesn't mean I have to date him. He may get rejected. I could do the same thing to a guy where I'm not necessarily going up to him. Hey, dude. How but, you know, that flirtation, you start talking and then I could sort of see he's looking over my shoulder, and which is not so hard because I'm little. And just not be interested in me, and that will hurt my ego for a second, and then I'll move on. You know, dating isn't easy. You have to take risks. And when you take those risks, you're going to end up with probably a woman that you really want to be with because that's the woman you were waiting for and you risked a lot for and you got rejected for a lot. You know, people, well, why do these guys, like, they're not cute or whatever it is. They always, like, you know, hit on the women. Well, yeah, because they're used to rejection. What's one more? The good-looking guy, you know, with everything going for him, he's rarely rejected. So when he sees a woman he really likes, he's too shy to go up to her because he doesn't want to feel rejected because he's not used to that.
0: There's, there's another, uh, I guess you call it a trope, that attractive women are less likely to actually get hit on randomly Because guys will assume they don't have a chance, so they won't Mm. bother. And they'll go for women who are, like, lower in the ranking in their minds, like, less attractive. They'll see a woman, they're like, wow, she's a nine. She would never go for me. Right. That woman's a seven. I'll I'll, I'll try and head on her. Yeah. And so.
1: And I don't understand why you're still single. I mean, you're gorgeous. You're doing so well in life. I mean, I don't know. Well, because the guys didn't ask me out. I mean, I'm talking about me specifically. But, like, you know, yeah. Well, that's why we have so many women do so well. Well, I mean, she's not going to say yes to me. You know, well, in fact, guys, give it a shot. Again, women want to know that they're that they're admired, that they're liked, that they're being courted, that somebody's interested in them. Show you're interested. It's actually really attractive. And, yeah, it doesn't mean all the time you're going to get the right feedback that you want. Okay, you move on.
2: I went through, when I was kind of going through that phase where I stopped talking to really hot girls, not stopped talking to them, but I wouldn't hit on them or, or like, try and get together with them because I thought, they probably get hit on all the time. So I don't want to be one of those guys. Mm-hmm. So I would just completely... And there would be girls I really was attracted to. But mm. I wouldn't because I was like, I'm not going to contribute to that. Toxic masculine. I was like, you know, 2007. Feminist 89. propaganda,
0: Ian. The it, w- it was.
2: You back.
1: It was. I've had two guys in my life who I really liked. Who, like, you know, 5, 10, whatever years later. You know, like, I really liked you. But I was just a little too... I just didn't... I'm, I didn't ask you out or what and i was do i was just dying for them to ask me out right so guys take a chance ask the woman out please
0: yeah the worst case scenario is that you end up on some reddit where they're blasting your face calling you a creepo out of context yeah Uh,
1: likely all of us in this room have been in a reddit conversation like that we are still here to talk about it oh yeah
0: i mean me like every day it's hilarious so now you have somebody to
1: talk about on the date
0: they're going to take this is this is going to be one of the best episodes for the the grifters because there's so much to take out of context. Oh, it's brilliant. So much, yeah. That's that's why I said you're when we were, welcome. When we were when we were talking about the, you know, the women struggling to find men who make as so much money as them. Mm. Like when I when I I did like two segments in like two days because there was another story that came out of similar that was similar feminist twitter exploded mm. and the funniest thing about it is that these single women working for you know these news outlets immediately went for attacks on my masculinity mm. saying you know just insulting me and insulting things that that i guess would be offensive to someone based on stereotypical masculinity or whatever and i just like i'm laughing my friends are like so these other youtubers like messaging me sending me the, the screenshots and we're like just laughing crying it's hilarious because i don't think they realize that like i don't i i don't care like i, I if if i cared i wouldn't make youtube videos Like, heaven forbid someone who actually cared about being made fun of on the internet would actually put themselves out on the internet. I guess there's a lot of people who work for these news outlets, particularly feminists and leftists, Mm. who can't handle it. It's like, dude, if you don't want to be a public figure, don't do it. Man, I chose to do all this. I find it hilarious.
1: What are they possibly putting down about your masculinity?
0: No, they just do things like – they do this to everybody. They'll be Mm. like, you can't get laid, and they'll say, you know, like –
1: just, you know, things like that. Because I met your girlfriend, and she's gorgeous and a body – I'm just saying <laughs> okay. I'm sh- I I I'm not worried about you and your masculinity. But
0: I don't care, and and no, and I, I know I. you don't
1: care. But it makes look. This is their content. This is this is what they do. Whether they're paid for it or not, this is the type of content that they like to write about. This is what they know, and it's heartbreaking for me because I I want them to be loved by a man, and I want them to love a man. They
0: say incel, yeah. right? So uh, my, one of my favorites is. Uh, uh, are you familiar with Carl Benjamin?
1: I don't think
0: so. Carl Benjamin of the Lotus Eaters podcast, by the way, he's uh, anti-identitarian. He used to make a Mm. lot of anti-feminist videos, and they call him an incel all the time, Mm. a direct attack on his masculinity. He's like, ha-ha, you can't get laid. He's married. He has children. Same thing with Ben Shapiro. They're like, Ben Shapiro's an insult. He's like, he's got, how many kids does he have now? Three? Three, yeah.
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) What what are we
0: talking about? I I don't think Ben Shapiro Mm. is insulted by your attacks on his masculinity. He's got a wife who's a doctor, by the way. I heard. Yes, and he has three kids. So why do – it's It's really interesting that they do this, hmm. that, like, one of the attack vectors for the this particular mm-hmm. ideology is do, do they – maybe it's a caricature. You know, they constantly say there's toxic masculinity mm-hmm. and these men are toxically masculine. So because of that, they think men will be insulted if you challenge their masculinity or, like, maleness or whatever you want to call it.
1: They could be projecting. Yeah. Um, You know, in general, millennials and Gen Z are not having – um, certainly Gen Z, they're not having sex, um, as much as Gen X. And I don't, not talk, referring about me because I wasn't either, but in general, they're not having a lot of sex, partly because they are just on the apps or they're too lazy to actually get off the couch instead of sex, actually have real sex. I am sure I'm, I don't know. I'm not a man. I'm sure that it's much more satisfying for a man to actually have sex with a woman than to sext her from his couch.
0: Yeah. Right
1: yeah chances are right so i look women as much as women talk about that, you know they want to have sex like men they just oh they're gonna they're just gonna hook up the hook up thing truth is women don't really want to have sex like that most women do not want that it doesn't feel good to you know for a guy just get out of bed okay well thanks women have all these chemicals that are floating around that make them feel sort of depressed afterward if they don't feel that connection long lasting way so it could be actually that they're projecting but whatever it is it just seems like step into the world of power loyalty They um, they're talking about the things that they want most and that fear is stopping them from getting th- what they want.
0: I think it's projection. Uh, there was a, a story that came out, I think, about a year ago that it, I can't remember what it was, but it was like the amount of men under the age of 29 that yeah. were virgins, like skyrocketed by like 30 something percent. Yeah. And it was like 15 percent or so for women, meaning women were still able to get laid, but not with men who were 29 and younger. And so a lot of these uh, socialist types and woke leftist types who are active on Twitter are younger. Mm -hmm. You know, we've – one of the things that's come up in conversation with some of these individuals on this show is that we realize they're in their early 20s, they're in their Mm mid-20s. They don't have the same political experience. So when we're having conversations about war and conflict and taxes, they're like, I don't know Occupy Wall Street. I was, you know, 15 years old or whatever. And it's like,
3: Oh, right.
0: interesting. So you, know, and, and there's things about the nineties that I don't know because I wasn't, you know, I was a little kid back then. So someone right. tell me about Clinton and all that stuff. They're older. So a lot of these people on Twitter who are like democratic socialists, who not, and, and they're not all in their twenties, right. but there's a high likelihood that they're all virgins. And because of that, they feel particularly insecure. Because that makes them feel bad, they think saying it to me makes me feel bad. Or Ben Shapiro, who's got children,
3: <laughs> like right.
0: the, the hardest proof of not being an incel, literally conception, but they're hurt by it. So they use it thinking right. it'll hurt you.
1: And it's one thing to say, oh, well, you're probably a virgin, still virgin. Like you sound like you're in, like you're in high school or something. Um, I mean, just that tone of voice, not that high schoolers are – many high schoolers, I hope, are virgins. But – incel which is like a dark version of a virgin (laughs) version of virgin meaning they're not necessarily virgins right they just decide that they don't they're not
0: involuntarily
1: involuntarily so
0: something happened where they're unable and it can become really really dark and it can be a lot of these people could be outwardly dark or inwardly meaning some of these people blame society and blame everybody else and Mm -hmm. some of these people blame themselves and think Mm. they're just wrong and ugly and incapable.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. And we were talking about girls who really are are mean to other girls' social media, Um, you know, because toxic masculinity is a man, you know, punching a woman. Toxic femininity Mm -hmm. is our girls sort of bad-mouthing each other or being passive-aggressive and not liking the photo. You know, like girls are mean in other ways. Um, but the fact that they're mean to men is sort of like, a why are you doing this? What? Don't you have other things to do? Like this is not a productive, you know, thing to do with your life. So, yeah, guys, get off the couch. Get off Twitter. Get off Twitter. Yeah. Get off everything. And, and go ask a woman out on here's, a date. Here's the trick. Yeah.
0: Here's the trick. Do you have a dog? No. No. Okay, if you're a guy, you need a dog, okay? Yeah. Here's what you do. Yeah. You go down to the beach, you have the dog, and there are some, you know, like women, and, you know, they're like hanging Mm -hmm. out. And then, oh, no, the dog, he he got off the leash. Oh, Rufus. Oh, no, I'm so sorry. He just loves people. What's your name? Hi, I'm Tim. Nice to meet you. thank you. This is Rufus.
1: Correct. This is how you do it. Guys, when, for the most part, women are not going to destroy you if you ask them out, if you flirt with them. And you know what? You should know if a woman doesn't seem like she's interested, like move on, right? Like don't harass her. I mean, we have to understand that. But also women, like if a guy is, if you think he's interesting, at least for a conversation, like don't don't decide you have to marry him. If you go on a date with him, it's okay. And by the way, dating is fun. Gosh, you get to go out with somebody you've never met until recently and you get to learn about them you likely you'll learn a little bit about yourself maybe you'll have a nice glass of wine if you're lovely you'll you'll won't be upset if he actually points to how about this bottle of cabernet sauvignon and you go on from there enjoy life this is life enjoy it i
0: got some advice for people who feel like they're stuck in a rut Hmm. go to a mma training gym well, maybe it's not good advice because I don't know much about MMA trading gyms. But you can go to like a martial arts gym. I, I used to live near one. And maybe you're out of shape.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe you're a homebody who plays video games. You're lost. You know what to do. I assure you, if you walk into one of these places and say, I feel lost. I lay around playing video games. I want to do better. These guys in there are going to be like, dude, let, right. me, let me show you how to throw a punch. Come here. Join the crew. We're going to make you. And, and it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Yeah. For me, skateboarding was always this... I would just show up. Everyone's having a good time. You meet people. You'll be sitting down. But then I'll tell you this. Whatever it is you choose to do in terms of physical activity and community and, and, and making yourself better, some kind of physical exercise, you're going to encounter that challenge. So for me, skateboarding, right? You want to drop in on this big vert wall. It's scary. You're freaking out. I assure you. You fall down from like your first six-foot drop in and, and hit the ground and you're sore and you're okay though. When you're out at the park and you see, you know, a woman or whatever, you're going to be like, I just took a face full of, you know, concrete. Someone telling me have a nice day is no big deal. So you build that companionship with through community by going to some kind of gym and just sticking with it. Yeah. And the, uh, people like I assure you, man, most people at these places are super excited to get people involved and, and help them out. And it's it, most people are good people. And then you build confidence in yourself by accomplishing something and, and improving yourself. And then you can be calm and polite and go and meet people, whether it's a, a guy or a woman or, you know, just to be friends yeah. or to find a relationship. It just starts that with that, that want, first step. job
1: you want. Start that company you want. Women too. And if you don't, if you're not ready to go to the gym because of COVID and you just, there's so many free YouTube videos. Like, I, I mean, amazing stuff out there. You know, just start a lot, you know, weight training is really good. It's good for cognition. It's good for how you feel. Just start moving and, but you know,
0: you know, the big thing is, is being at the gym with other people.
1: Totally. Because they're
0: the ones who are going to like, one day you don't show up and you're going to get a phone call and they'll be like, bro,
1: accountability. What are you doing? accountability is huge i actually have two girlfriends i met at the gym i was going to the gym before covid 6 a.m every morning had these two girlfriends and we became friends then this happened so we would text each other i'm doing i found this this class online i found this now i've got these people i used to you know do we were in a co-work space together now we we accountability every day we say okay just did 40 minutes cardio oh i just did yoga i just you know wait okay and we give each other literally the the star emoji because that's cool (laughs) so but accountability is really good so find yourself accountability friend accountability coach somebody who you can check in with and they don't have to be better than you at whatever it is just a buddy
2: that's a good point i was playing music was mine and singing because it would get ripped i would get ripped my core would get ripped when you're like hitting high high notes and like like brandon boyd from incubus i mean when you're like doing that you get powerfully muscular in your core Mm. but the confidence doesn't come until you have a communication friend like a drummer like when you're in a band and Mm. you're you're exhausted and you're you're interacting with someone then when you see a girl it's you just do the same thing you've been doing you're not stressed because you've already figured it out but Mm. when i was alone singing i would still i would still be stressed because i didn't have the communication friend
1: right but that's why we need a partner Shows
2: are similar.
0: Book a show, and then you're standing in front of you know 70 strangers, and you're like, oh man, and you you got to do it.
1: Sure, and but in that point about you and the drummer, right? That's you're you're better at you when somebody else is in your life. When somebody else, you know, you need that connection, you need that 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 energy back and forth. And I'm sure the drummer felt great because as you're singing and he's going or she's going. I mean, that's that's what creates amazing music and amazing connections amazing relationships
0: somebody just chatted uh eggplant water droplets peach and get it ian <laughs> Speak my language <laughs> all right let's take super chats if you haven't already please smash that like button because it really does help the channel and go to timcast.com become a member to get access to a massive library of exclusive segments you know for a lot of the members only stuff we do have conversations that are very evergreen talking with people about old war stories or old journalism stories or religion a lot of talk about religion faith and dmt and stuff and like because i think we're all very much interested in like what else is out there So that's all available at TimCast.com. Click the big members only button on the right. You can sign up. We got major upgrades coming to the site soon. So thank you all for being members. And and again, smash the like button. Let's read some of these super chats. We got a bunch of super chats because I think everybody has an opinion. I can't read the name of this first super chat because YouTube blocks it for some reason. They said, hey, Tim, I'm having trouble with my math homework. Hope you can help. If man plus explain equals mansplaining, then woman plus complain equals overreacting. Is that right? Ha ha ha! That's ha. correct. Yes, it's it's uh, it's, it's fem splaining.
1: Yeah, fem splainer. Yeah, yeah fem splainer. Yeah. yeah, that's the podcast with yeah, yeah. Danielle oh, yeah, Crittenton yeah, right. and oh. and Christina Hoff Summers who not yeah, doing it. Yeah, they I embrace guess. it. They do.
0: There's also you know you know those man spreading. Yes, fem bagging.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. It's with right, all yeah. their bags. Yeah, when yeah. women put
0: their bags on seats and block them and yeah, then don't move it. Oh. Right. There was a really funny mm-hmm. post by uh, Aaron Rupar from Vox. I guess he's mad that uh, Ron DeSantis sat with his legs spread okay. in a chair that he was socially distancing. in. I'm like, I don't care if he puts his leg over his head, you know, puts his foot behind his head. He's in a chair six foot away from anybody else. Why? Are,
1: yeah, why can't what? he be comfortable? I'm sitting
0: cross-legged right now. It's a nice you know, the, you know what the funny thing is about all of these, like, I guess it's mostly feminists who are like, why do men sit with their legs open? And then male feminists who are just trying to, like, placate the women are like, I know, right? These guys are so dumb. And I'm like, come on, bro. Yeah. You don't like sitting like that. I know yeah. it. Right. I guess you got tiny balls, whatever. Right. Yeah. That's the weirdest thing that guys would openly admit that. The real reason, though, is, uh, um, Q angle, the, the Mm. hip ratio to legs. So, you know, women have their, have wider hips, so their legs kind of go, their, 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 the femur goes inward, whereas men have narrower hips, so their legs go out and are more comfortable. It has to do with the thigh muscles, but also, you know, junk.
1: It's not the patriarchy trying to take our space.
0: That's true. No. Yeah, oh, that's not that's true. Not, oh, that was a question. Oh, well. but, but think about, <laughs> think about the, the, the mentality people have where they genuinely believe guys sit with their legs open to just oppress them. Like me. a guy sits down and he's like, <laughs> And he like all opens his legs. Ha, <laughs> ha, women. You have to be pushed now. And the women are like, he's pushing his legs against me. You can just be like, excuse me. You can move your legs. And they'll be like, sorry about that. Hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. TripSuck says, my parents don't get it. Bitcoin and Ethereum will be like Visa and MasterCard someday. I wish I could have bought Tim Coin when I started watching you in 2015. It'd be worth millions now. Tim Coin?
2: Yeah, it's coming.
0: I don't know about that. <laughs> Maybe though, um, not Tim Coin, but we were talking about. So we wanted to do this. You know, well, I, you're working on the open source mm-hmm, the project. Fetaverse expansion. Yeah, creating like a subscription plugin for people to have their own version of of, of like an in, like a subscription service and integrating it with crypto so that existing social media sites that use crypto could automate subscription services through that so yeah it's an idea all right let's see what do we got oh count dankula what's he doing oh. toggle 447 says count dankula is running for legislation across the pond he's going to be on two separate ballots just figured i'd inform you he's running for legislation what does he's that mean he's
3: running for a position oh. i don't know what position interesting
0: he should win
2: mm.
0: virick says there is a german word for the banality of evil Amst wow. translating yeah. as bureaucratic language. Yes, indeed. Ah. Meaning company policy or orders from above. World War II criminal Adolf Eichmann used this term saying it made our jobs easy.
3: Yep.
0: Wow, that's creepy.
3: Hmm.
0: Rogue Nerd Lifestyle says, hey, what you're doing is really important. I saw the video on inflation. Can I suggest you talk to Mike Maloney? He has a series called Hidden Secrets of Money that drives into monetary history. So this is way off the conversation, but have you guys been seeing what's going on with the inflation lately? No, not, not just time. inflation, inf- inflation, but shortages. So, uh, for those that are watching, we, we ordered a new machine for this show, a new computer. It's delayed. Why? There's a shortage or there, the, it's the certain parts are unavailable. So we have to wait. Lumber is up 250% in cost. Mm, yes. Steel is skyrocketing. Yes. If you had $10 worth of lumber, I think in like November last year or last mm-hmm. year, it's worth $60 right now. Jeez. 6 times. Yeah. Yeah. So imagine if you bought bitcoin in November when it was at 15k, it's at 57k now. Wow. That's not that's not necessarily a good thing for people holding bitcoin. The people who are holding bitcoin, their their buying power stayed the same. The people who are holding US dollars are seeing their ability to buy collapse. Mm. That's freaky. Now, Ethereum. Woo! I remember remember we had Bill here from Bill from Mines, Bill mm-hmm. Amen. And he was like – I don't know if he said it on the show or at some point he was like,
2: you should get Ethereum. Yeah, Ethereum. And
0: I was like, okay. And so I did. And now it's at 2700
2: It's just getting started.
0: I'm not giving anybody advice on what they should or shouldn't buy. I will mention too, I don't know what's going to happen with precious metals, but I definitely have precious metals. And I'm glad I do. I I like copper. I like it because
2: it's so cheap and it's amazing.
0: You can do stuff with it. Yeah. Yeah, so I bought silver, copper, and gold more copper than anything, but that's just because, like, your worst-case scenario is you can do stuff with it. Yeah, hammer it down, make plates out of it, make wiring out of it.
3: Useful, hmm. yeah.
2: Make a crown.
0: All right. Tin Man <laughs> says, First time super chat. I appreciate what you do, but going off the rails and suggest a book, X heroes Superheroes versus Zombies novel by Peter Kleins, It's Superheroes, Zombies, and Zombie Superheroes. Cool.
1: But are there zombies and superheroes involved in the book? See, this is what boys like to write, read rather. So let's suggest this for boys. To I,
0: I wonder if that is one of the big issues with like woke movies when it's the hero's journey, yeah, right? So maybe it's something that for, for whatever reason, young men long for to be a run of the mill moisture farmer on, you know, what, what planet was Tatooine yep. was it? And then all of a sudden, the old wizard's like, it's your father's lightsaber, and you're actually a, a magic warrior. And it's like, whoa, now we're going on an adventure. And I, I, the reason I think that works is, is um, also the reason why I think X-Men worked. Mm. When I was when I was growing up, the story of X-Men is like, you know, as soon as the kids hit around 13 years old, they developed superpowers. And so as a kid, you're like, oh, man, it would be so cool to, like, all of a sudden find out you have superpowers. Wow. So the kids can relate to this, mm-hmm. or not not relate to it, but that it like in in a sense relate to it.
1: Yeah, like an alter ego.
0: But now you have these movies like Captain Marvel, where like who relates to that? Mm. To like robbing a guy in his motorcycle, you know? I don't know if you saw the movie. Yeah. No. But it was just not a hero's journey
3: mm. in
0: any capacity. Like so, there was a great comparison someone did between Captain America and Captain Marvel. Captain mm. America was this scrawny Brooklyn kid who had all these defects and couldn't get in the army, mm. and then shows like good moral character and gets a super soldier serum becomes great. Whereas Captain Marvel was a hot shot pilot who just was accidentally got superpowers and then was kind of a dick about it, hmm. you know? All right. Smooth Play Johnny J says, Hey Tim, I am a financial advisor and recommend the following. If you're going to make a major purchase in the next few years, take the funds out of your investment now while the markets are still high. Interesting. That comes from Smooth Play, not me. He is the financial advisor, he says. American capitalist says the treatment of boys is a piece of the piece to the puzzle. But so many of these experts have a good grasp on one issue and aren't seeing the big picture. The big picture on a societal scale is far worse than most realize.
1: And what is it?
0: That was it. That was, that was it. The,
1: well, all right.
0: The food. The
1: oh, food it, could be. it could be.
0: Rush Liss leader says having children for a man is too much of a risk because if a man is not ready for a child, they want to pay child support. Where is a woman Doesn't have that They do But It's not as typical Women do have to pay Child support I think it was um, Russell Brand Divorced Katy Perry Is that what happened Yeah And he was entitled To like a ton of money He's like I don't want any for money I'm rich You know what I mean Right It's like I don't need it hmm. Dude he's a sage
1: <laughs> Russell Brand Yeah
0: He's alright He's cool kind dude of. I like him I, th- I I think he's Rusty I, I you know I think he's a, I think he's a good dude But He's not rusty As his name would <laughs> Rusty Suggest
1: <right? laughs>
0: Ryan Pujoy says, I think the real issue is not that men aren't driven per se. I think the issue is that because of these laws, more men just don't see what they will get out of a family sense. The price, uh, since the price of divorce can be too high. Right. Right.
1: But, and, but we did talk about all, all the reasons why you love Allison, so...
0: Amon Ra Al Ghul says, going through a divorce currently with a feminist that took advantage of my weak mental state before I went through therapy in dealing with PTSD for more. I'm scared for my daughter's maturation. What we had um we had a guy on the show, like one of our first guests actually. Yeah,
3: we need to have him back. What was his name? Sean Smith.
0: Sean Smith. And he said, Don't date feminists. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we were like, Really? And it's one of our most viewed Evergreen. videos. Mm-hmm. Evergreen. That's mm-hmm. right. Wise. Uh, All right. We got some criticism for you. Oh. Jay Rich says, Tim, love your show. However, steam is coming out of my ears, listening to Melanie's third wave feminist propaganda. Please get Rolo Tomasi or Rich Cooper on the show and have the same conversation with them. Maybe it would be interesting to have someone of different opinion and we could have a fuller ha- conversation. Happy
1: to do, but I think I'm, I'm not the third. I mean, I don't know why I think I'm sort of saying the opposite stuff. Like I'm saying the more traditional stuff. I'm not saying the feminist stuff. I'm saying I love men. I think women want to have children. I mean, I'm,
0: but not fourth wave feminism, which is like the men are bad and the patriarchy. Third wave, there's a lot of waves, I guess. I don't it's know many wave. waves. There's four. I don't yeah. know. I'm, what's the first wave? Uh, women should vote. Yeah. Women yeah. should vote. And then yeah. se- what's second wave? So women should work.
1: Six, 60s, 70s, the Gloria Stein and Betty, Betty Friedan. By the way, Betty Friedan, who wrote The Feminine Mystique, which is really like the book that kind of set off the feminist movement, she actually, in her second edition, had to say, okay, but no, no, no I didn't mean in lieu of... Love marriage and children. I meant added value. We could live to our potential, and you know, I'd love your husband and have children. It was like, but it became, mm. no, no, no. It's let's just eschew love, marriage, and motherhood, and go for the career, which was not what she meant by it. And kind of what happened at the end of the sixties is. The sort of decisive idea of, no, no, women need to be men or like men, and that's how women will smash the patriarchy. And meanwhile, but the truth is, most women want love and partnership, marriage, and children. Not all, but some. Most.
0: We got a correction here for me. Il Machiner says Al loved his family. Every time he got the chance to run off with a model, he chose his family. Yeah... I watched Married with Children when I was little, obviously not understanding a whole lot of it. Like, remember No Ma'am, where all the, all the mm. guys would wear the shirts that says No Ma'am oh, yeah. and it was like, it was like the feminist symbol with like a line through it or something. No Ma'am. And uh, he, my understanding of it, the message I got, was not that he chose his family because he loved them. It was because of like guilt and like he was a coward. It was just mm. a really awful show. Yeah, he was so mean to his wife. Yeah. They both were mean to each other. This is an awful show about a dysfunctional family. It's really funny how you used to have like Leave It to Beaver, this wholesome family where they ate way too much for breakfast, like massive stack right. of pancakes. What are you going to do? Throw that all away? I guess business was a booming back in the day. And then it's like we got in the 90s dysfunctional families. I will say Malcolm in the Middle was legit yeah. because they were dysfunctional, but they all really did love each other. They were great. Yeah, that show was good. I
1: love them. Well, of course, my generation, well, in the 70s, 80s, but well, we had one day at a time, divorced mom. Two teenage girls. We had, um, Kate and Allie, two divorced women who lived together huh. with their daughters. Um, in the seventies, w- girls saw that women, you know, were divorced for, because the husband usually ran off with the quote unquote secretary and they had to take care of the kids. And so they were living life one day at a time. So it was this sort of feminist view that we can do it on our own. I don't know. I'm sure that that had a lot of effect on the way that women grew up, knowing they could do it on their own. But again, I and also, the women w- sometimes married in order to leave their, their parents' house because they couldn't earn enough money to pay rent at all. I don't know. I think that certainly cultural, what we saw on TV, has an effect on, on the way kids think about their future. Jeez,
2: video games, too. Yeah. I mean, talk about the hero's yeah. journey and indoctrinating people to think there's an enemy to, to kill or slay out there and that everything's going to be okay once they do it.
0: Now, we, we did have that criticism, but this one, mm. K, uh, Caleb W. says, Guest is based AF. <laughs> Family law is moving forward through myself and three of my friends have won custody of our children in GA because we provide a better life for the child. Cool. I don't know about other mm-hmm. states. Also got my Tim Foyle hat gorilla shirt. It's super soft. <laughs> Aren't they super soft? Yes. yes. It's best. amazing. Mm-hmm. Now, some some people uh, have asked about, like, taking care of it because, you know, the shirts, the, the the way many of the shirts are printed, they don't last that long. I'm not entirely sure about these shirts because I've had no problems with them. They're actually really nice. But I, I guess you're supposed to wash them inside out. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Is that, that is
1: correct, yes. Wash
0: them inside out. There you go.
1: When in doubt, yep. wash inside, inside out. out. Mm-hmm.
0: Dragon Noodle Soup Gaming says, hey, Melanie, you might get a lot from going onto Honey Badger Radio, a prominent MRA group. I'm sure Brian Martinez and Allison Tiemann would ha- would love to have you on.
1: Yeah, well, wait, so when do I get canceled? Wait, <laughs> I, think you're okay. I I'm that. okay? Okay, okay. So yeah, far, I think so you'll okay. be all right. Okay, all right.
0: Steel Fang says Cinderella didn't go to the ball to find a prince. She went to get away from her crappy life. Prince can help her do that, I guess. But yeah.
1: Well, I mean, no, she went because he was there. Because, didn't she? In any case, the point is... If she didn't get married, she would not have a future.
2: Yeah, yeah she went. The, the fairy godmother turned her into a princess. For into a, a night. pumpkin? Yes.
1: No, at, that was after the <laughs> night was over. <laughs> no, she just turned into a and, pumpkin. And then she went that. to the ball,
2: and then he met her there. She yeah. didn't know the prince when she got there, right? Oh, maybe he, he met. Like, no, no, they met. Her, they but not first because of her status.
1: He meets this really sweet girl in the forest or something. Is that the real story? Is and that what happened? That I met. Right. This is the. I remember seeing this on Broadway, and. And he's so like, wow, this little peasant woman is so sweet and, oh, lovely. And then she's the princess kind of looking, she's not a princess, but in the ball gown. And he doesn't recognize it's the same woman. And she leaves the shoe and he finds it's her and then realizes, oh, this is the kind woman. And by oh. the way, this is why I am actually pro-princess. Um Not necessarily Megan, although, I don't know. But no, pro-princess. Because princesses are generally very kind kind to animals lovely they and or badass like i hate that term why did i say that
2: because it's true
1: <laughs> like wonder woman yeah right yeah strong yeah there are a lot of good things about princesses all,
0: all right. right i don't know how to um and uh um and uh okay okay that's what it says um and, uh. thought this lady was going to be whack at first she ended up being a great guest
1: Thanks. Thanks. Um, uh, 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 thanks.
0: Sydney says MGTOW. What do you think about, you know, what MGTOW is men going their own way?
1: Meaning that they don't want women. They just yeah. want.
0: Get a dog and go
1: to the woods. And... I mean, if that's what's good for them. But again, I mean, or they could find somebody that enables them to live to their potential because of their love for them. I, I think that's great. However, if they don't want to be with someone. Then that's their choice. But again, I think, if anything, maybe somebody to play the drums while you're singing.
0: There you go. Civic Nationalist says, both me and my girlfriend are part of Gen Z. My girlfriend is not political in any way, whereas here I am. I've been with her for two years, and we intend to marry. Young people need to understand is workout. uh out. Ah, yeah, yeah. Run five miles every day. Build on a skill. Wake up early. I do this. Good absolutely, kid. Yeah, good. Well, that's why, you know, one of the things i've always loved doing is i guess i'll just say action sports i've been skateboarding for a few decades mm-hmm. but recently i've been rollerblading and we just got some bikes and we're gonna get scooters because mm. i'm old you know when, it, when i was younger skateboarding was hanging out with my friends and we all did it now i'm more about trying to get as many people as possible to come and be active and, and do things so having a wide variety of things to do be it skateboarding sure. biking rollerblading, scootering i'm even down to like it's a pogo stick people in the house and apparently there's somebody who's like a really good pogo sticker who might end up, end up coming and Like, doing some crazy pogo tricks. That's cool. But I just love the idea of goal-oriented exercise, where when it comes to the action sports, you're not just like, I'm going to do five push-ups or, you know, 10, you know, sit-ups or whatever. You're like, I'm going to land a 360 flip. Mm. And then it could, I tell you, man, trying to learn that new trick, and it takes you like 100 tries, and you're drenched in sweat because you're trying to attain a goal, it pushes Mm. you way harder than being like, I have to do 10 pull-ups. What if it was like you'd have to do 10 pull-ups, you had to climb to the top of a mountain? Mm-hmm. Like, you, you know what your goal is. You can't stop until you get it, and it wears you down. That, that I love. So that, I I'll always recommend skateboarding.
1: Persistence and resilience are very yeah, good yeah. things.
0: Matthew Maddox says, men aren't, aren't seen as career-obsessed. It's like it isn't a common arc in movies, books, and songs, is that the man is at work and not being with the family. Oh, I see. You're saying it is like a common trope where like, you know, like uh, Click. You ever see the movie, was it called Click with mm-hmm. Adam Sandler? Yeah. No. He, he gets a clicker that can control reality and he starts using it to skip over family boring stuff so he can go, he can stay at work. Oh. And then it starts automatically flipping through his life and he regrets it. It's kind of a dumb concept, I guess. You know, whatever. I'm like, what is, there, what is a clicker that can do anything that have to do with skipping your family life? I don't know. But there's like Scrooge, you know. Mm. He was a dick. Just so wanted to like make money. And then he realized his heart grew three sizes or whatever because the ghost told me go to hell and he didn't want to go to hell.
1: Oh, right Christmas right.
0: Carol, yeah, that one. You know, that's right. right. Did that guy actually care about people or was he just scared? You know, because like death scared was straight. like I'm gonna kill you and he was yeah. like I'll do I'll pretend to be he, nice. He,
2: he loved the girl and then <laughs> had passed on it or something.
0: That's different. right. And he yes.
2: remembered and then when he, and then the uh, love came back.
1: Uh, yeah, they were they were in love
0: out. and then mm-hmm. he chose career instead and then he got to see the ghost. The Christmas past was like, look at what you had, and you gave it all up. There's I was watching The Simpsons, and uh, I I don't know what episode this is because I barely watch Simpsons, but Mr. Burns falls into a fountain, and he gets sucked through the jets, and he's getting repeatedly lands in the water, and then he says, I wish I spent more time at the office. (laughs) Because the joke is nobody says, I wish I spent more time at the office when they die. (laughs) Eric Miller says... Tim, can you talk uh, Can you talk about alien invasions and doomsday politics? You, oh, Tim, you can talk about alien invasions and doomsday politics, but love is sacred, man. To men, love is playful. To women, love is work. Even when women have everything, it's still just business. Great show.
1: Hmm, that's heartbreaking. Ludus
2: is the playful love. It yeah. is one kind Lutis. of love. I
1: disagree yeah. with that. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, love relationships are work. Yeah. It turns out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Joey Martinez says, hey, Tim, I reached out to Langley Outdoor Academy for your 2A expert, and he said he would reach out to you guys as well. He's been hitting the pavement hard on Joe Biden's gun grabbing. Oh. Get that gun grabbing out of there. We need the opposite of gun grabbing. We need the government to be gun giving. Yes. Just walking around being like, here's your gun, sir. Imagine if there was a guy who would, like knock on your door, and then you'd be like, hello, and it's like, I'm here from the ATF. And you're like, oh, no, what? I'm here to give you a gun, oh, yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: not
0: take them away. Heck yeah. I don't know about you, but I'm very proud. I right.
1: didn't get my stimulus gun yet. stimulus gun. (laughs) (laughs) No, right?
3: (laughs) Where's mine?
0: Instead of giving people money because money is devalued due to inflation. Wow.
3: Give everybody a gun. Uh Yeah.
0: Standard issue. I don't know. Glock 17 or something. Sure. Yeah, let's go. Milspec spec air 15, five,
3: five, six. Sure. Sure.
1: All right.
0: What do we got here? Darth salad. The tosser says, if we continue down this feminist path, why get married? Just let it all fall apart and women will become property again. Oof.
1: Okay, well, we know why you're single. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair.
0: Dragon Noodle Soup Gaming says men shouldn't be sympathetic to a group of people who have demonized them in all of the institutions and the media while taking their children away from them because they're bolstered by divorce court. Women need to do better.
3: Feminists need to do better. Yeah, feminists. Let's make that distinction right Because
0: I'm pretty sure like mm-hmm. most of these conservative guys who are married wouldn't say that about their wives.
3: Absolutely not.
0: You know? And their wives aren't working for BuzzFeed. Mm. So, (laughs) not writing about it either. Slim74 says, great point about COVID and being at home. I've been your basic handsome, uh, I've been your basic handsome weekend get laid. We're dating honesty man. I've changed my attitude now. Not sure how, but it worked. Values found. Interesting.
3: Very cool. Yeah.
0: Okay. Oh, here we go. I, I got the Married with Children people mad.
1: G <laughs> says, Tim,
0: you're absolutely wrong about Married with Children. It, it taught an, an important lesson. Don't quit when the times get hard. They never left each other regardless of how much they drove each other crazy.
3: That's fair.
0: But, yeah. like, imagine having a media tell you that it's not enjoyable to do. And then you're like, why should I change my circumstances? Now, now to be fair, the Simpsons had the inverted message. Where when Milhouse's parents got divorced and then Milhouse's dad, what's his what's the, what's the guy's, what, character's remember. name? Yeah. No. He's, no. he's showing Homer the bachelor pad. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I, Homer, sleep in a race car. Do you sleep in a race car? And Homer goes, I sleep in a big bed with my wife. Where and then go. he's like, oh. oh zing. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Love it. I sleep in a big bed with my wife. <laughs> Even Homer got married. Patrick in Chicago says human relationships are designed to model the Trinity, man and woman, or even friends united by the spirit of God, like the father and the son, each seeking the best interests of each other before themselves. That's what we crave. And Brondo is what plants crave.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Slim 74 says a woman that appreciates making her man happy with feminine role is what men want. Take care of your appearance. Treat him good. All right. We got some Economics. Image JPEG says, Inflation answered by Austrian econ- economists. Tim, Ian, or Luke, if he's watching, I implore you to read Murray Rothbard's America's Great Depression. Central banks own most of the AUAG, keeping prices low. Luke hit me up and he's like, Bro, move to Florida. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And I was like, Bro, no. It's so <laughs>
1: hot. It's, it's so hot. hot and humid. With my friend of mine, I, I, was, I was. it was a really cold April day in New York City and I was just texted... A guy, a friend of mine, I said, it's so freaking cold today. He's like, move to Florida, which was like out of nowhere. And I'm like, it's like you don't even care about my hair. I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> it's like you don't, you don't understand, understand what frizz is.
0: goofy. Like right. <laughs> no legs, no problem. TV says 50% of a marriage divorce, of marriages divorce, 80% initiated by the wife because she lost, quote, the butterflies. The dad has two weekends a month with the kids. Those are real stats. Divorce dads beg for time with the kids. Interview Terrence Pop. See, I mean, now it's
1: heartbreaking. I, I yeah. mean, I, I'm with you. I, I think it's heartbreaking. All, and hey, the thing is, forget the couple; those kids need their dad. Yes, especially those boys. Why, why would women keep their unless God forbid the husband, the ex husband was vile? I mean, if he was not a good guy, but in general, why would you keep your children away from their father? Yeah.
0: My parents got divorced, and they were very pragmatic. Mm-hmm. So I saw my dad almost every single day. He lived really, really close. And my parents were just like, when they realized it wasn't working and they were fighting all the time, they were like, divorce, married, right. And they just- yeah. and How have old were you? Uh, I think I was thir- 13.
1: Do you have siblings? Yes. Older, younger? All older. All older. Yeah. So you are the baby. So, yep. so, but you had older siblings who also kept you feeling safe, I bet. Nah. Like when you- no no okay
0: no i was uh yeah interesting chicago upbringing i guess
1: well i mean i'm my parents divorced well they separated when i was 14 divorced when i was 18 my mom died when i was 19 but i was very like you know i'm not gonna let this ruin my teenage years
2: my parents almost split up um and then they decided to stay together, kind of for financial concerns for mm-hmm. the kids. And yeah. then they ended up getting separate bedrooms, and mm-hmm. their the relationship mm-hmm. blossomed. Yeah, it
1: works. They, they is, it to become better friends. Yeah. Is that it? That's kind of cool. Kayaking together and stuff. Wow, there this you one. go. Right, th- th- this well, one's
0: really this one's kayaking. Really,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> this one's really important. <laughs> Damien Maddox says feminism was created by the Federal Reserve. Tellamian.
2: It was created by the Federal Reserve. So were a lot of a lot of problems in society. Down with the Federal. Nice. No, people, I can't, I can't people get behind were, that message. I don't know. <laughs> people were
0: chatting like, Ian didn't say Federal Reserve. Not today. So like, I will, though. <laughs> All
2: right, here's a good one, though. Golan,
0: uh, Golan Daz Thop says, you guys are not talking about the role of grandparents. Oh. In Eastern cultures, when both parents work, the grandparents take care of the children. The West also confuses passionate love versus stable love. Passionate love is very temporary. That's interesting. <laughs> very yeah. true. No, yeah. that,
1: that's true. And And yes, we... We have to think about love for the long term and things change and people change. We get older and all of that stuff. And we have to love each other for reasons other than just attraction, certainly. And I don't even think that is love, although it is one of the seven. Eros. Yeah. Eros. Yeah. We need Eros plus. You yeah. need it's Pride like HBO now. plus. You need like Eros plus. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes.
0: All right. Mark Zuckerberg says, Ian is my wife's boyfriend. Uh,
1: but no.
3: Zuckerberg. <laughs>
0: Maya Culpa says, sometimes things in life are too heavy to carry alone. Hmm. Marriage helps divide the burden by two. Life is just one part hardship and one part happiness. Try not to complicate it.
1: And that's true. And I mean, you brought up Jordan Peterson. I mean, suffering is, is part of the meaning of life. I mean, suffering is something that we deal with as being humans. And it's okay to suffer. It doesn't mean you have failed at life and it doesn't mean you're not lovable. It's okay to suffer.
0: Austin Smith says, Hello, Tim Fool. Please shout out my band, Guile and Grit. We released our music video for our song, Hurt People, today. Also, when you start having bands, we'd love to perform at the Beanie Compound. That oh, is cool. absolutely possible. But you called me Tim Fool! How so you're band, you get I'm just kidding. Send us an email. In fact, because you called me Tim Fool, I think we will have you. No, I'm kidding. Send us an email. <laughs> what the heck? All right. What is this? Del Menz says, I hope you can reach out to Joker from Better Bachelor. Bring him on as a counterpoint to this gal. I think I I, I want to point something out. A lot of people are mentioning they're like, you got to bring on these guys to talk about these issues, too. And that's a really good point. Men and women have probably have different perspectives on this. probably. And so I think a lot of people, I will say, a lot of people have probably heard a lot of male perspectives Mm. on these issues. So, you know, having a female perspective on it is good. And then actually having both.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, mean I,
0: I sort of have the, a male perspective on this, but I mean like a more, someone who specializes in these conversations and the data and the research that I don't.
1: Sure. I think that's good. And I do think that I give a different, pers- like one of your. Fans yeah, I don't think you have a very I'm,
0: typical perspective.
1: I, you know, I do in that most women think like me, but the narrative is sort of left yeah. feminist.
0: All right, Justin Stowers says, Unfortunately, Tinder social media taught women that everyone wants to F them so they feel they can have anyone. Now, even the undesirables only want a 6'5 rich guy with rock-hard abs and a Ferrari. Normal guys just say F it while we wait for them to settle for what's reasonable. Well, normal guys, like your average guy, doesn't have to do that. They just wait till they're 35 and they have money, and then they are the guy who's got the Ferrari or whatever. There's also nothing wrong with rock-hard abs. Mm-hmm, that's right. And you can actually have them. Anybody could. Yeah. It's called exercising. Go and, to the gym, meet some people. I'm telling you, man. Yeah. You don't I, deserve
1: to be settled for. Whoever this guy is, I hope nobody ever settles for you. But maybe you shouldn't settle for the way you feel right now. And to your point, go do MMA. The re- the, fun, the reason yeah. why
0: I said MMA gym as opposed to like a regular gym. Yeah. Regular gyms where you like, you know, you pay a membership. People are just there to get their work in real, you know, for however time. And they're not there as a community. But like an MMA gym, I would I would assume in my very, very limited experience is that people are training towards a goal, and there's probably a community there of people who show up to hang out. They know each other. But there's also parkour gyms. There's also skate parks. You go to any one of these places, you go to a, you go to a skate park, and you'll see a couple guys hanging out. And if you've never skated before, and you walk up to any random group of people and say, hey, guys, I've never skated before, they're going to be like, oh, dude, let me show you everything. And they're going to be so excited to do it, and you'll make friends. So the camaraderie that comes along with action yeah. sports. There is not – like everybody wants to teach people. It's like – mm-hmm. it's it's almost like proof to themselves that they have value and power. So if you're some like average skateboard dude hanging out at a park, you probably skate all the time. You probably get somewhat bored unless something interesting is happening or your friends are you know going on a mission as they call it. And then someone comes in. They're like, would you mind like showing me how to do stuff? It's like, oh, I got something to do. Like let me show you how it's done, buddy. Now it makes you feel good because these, these skaters or these people feel like I've got something of value that people want from me. Right. And then this and then you who go in there, you make friends. And then I tell you, like you, you count the days you've been skateboarding and then in like three months when you're doing tricks, you get your first kickflip, they're gonna be cheering and clapping and like jumping up and down for when you when you land those tricks. Talking about giving people purpose, man. When you let
2: someone teach you, that's mm-hmm. what a great purpose you're giving them.
1: Yeah. Well again, that this too, is dynamic it's, it's, in, in dating. Like I'm not saying that the man is going to be teaching the woman, although everybody can learn something from somebody else. But again, just the fact that he has a passion for wine or a passion. He's a foodie and wants to show you the restaurants he loves or whatever. Don't say, no, you know, I don't want to go all the way there. Can we just like hang out and like, just like grab some burger? Like give him the opportunity to show you his passion. Just do it. And if you're not interested, that's okay too. And again, I want to go back to the subtle guy. Please don't live life passively waiting to a point where you think that a woman is forty and she's going to settle for you because that a that's not going to happen and b you've missed out on your life you're settling on life no woman's going to settle for a man and no woman is going to want to be with a man who has settled that that's his yeah
0: life. could you imagine being with a woman who's like just mad every day because she settled like why would you want to be in a relationship like that women
1: don't need to settle like women because we have jobs we can pay the rent that's the, this is the magical thing right we, it's true that we don't need a man to pay the rent, but we want a man. That's good. That's better. We're not marrying you because we need you. We're marrying you because we want you.
0: All right. Samuel Pyle says, I'm 19 and I put one K into Doge at three cents. And if it reaches $35, I will be a millionaire. And thank you, Ian. I bought one kilogram of graphene. This is the future. (laughs) I am a gorilla. Yes, it is. You can also get your official hour pillow. You can see it in the chat. It is it is pinned. You can also go to timcast.com, click the shop button, and we have the hour pillow. You're familiar with my pillow, correct? Of course. Well, we have the better communist version. I thought Ian was going to yeah. grab the hour pillow. Me too. I, I was
1: know. really thinking that totally. Yeah,
0: because you at the pillow's right there, <laughs> right. but instead Ian <laughs> was grabbing the graphene. Which one is the
2: burlap
0: one. No, that, that that's the one we actually sell. The burlap yeah. one, we didn't. I like that Our Ooh. pillow. See, Our the pillow. Maya's crossed out because good, it's a good communist feeling.
1: I see. It's collective. <laughs> real R yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, the real deal. The, the real <laughs> prototype of uh, the R pillow. That's right. <laughs> it's a nice. burlap
0: sack full of styrofoam packing peanuts. Yo, I just want to It feels to awful.
2: To this guy about graphene, we were just talking about how the cost of wood has gone up six t- six times, 600%, and steel well, is increasing.
0: T- 250 but they're saying now, like in the same article they said, a piece of lumber that was $10 is selling for 60 now. Yeah, so
2: I think graphene may be a potential future uh, hedge against inflation. If we can start producing this stuff super cheap, then we're not going to need lumber and steel like this, and it may pull us out of the but, fire. But graphene this I, is graphene, by the way. The
0: graphene, I know, is like a great superconductor, but is it... Are they going to make, like, multi-layered graphene
2: sheets that are stronger than steel or something? Yeah, well, uh, you can, yeah. And you can make, mm-hmm. if you take two sheets of graphene and twist them 1.1 degrees, you can create a superconductor that way. Ooh. Apparently, it's stronger than steel. I, I would like to see it in practice hmm. because the body of a car. You can also alloy it with things to make it even stronger, like aerogel. Oh, cool. Sky Dragon says, Growing
0: up, I was always told that I needed to make sure I went to college and got a good job. So in the event my husband left me, I could support myself and my children. Mm-hmm. It was never a drive for career achievement.
1: Mm-hmm. True. Yeah? True. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I remember I was... It was the 70s. I was... Let's say seven years old, pigtails, and my neighbor, the, the the dad, asked me what I want to be when I grow up, and I said I want to be a psychologist, and he said, "Oh, that's nice, but it really doesn't matter because you know you'll you'll grow up, you'll get married, and you you won't have to work. Your husband will take care of you." And I remember this, putting my hands on my hips, going, "And what's going to happen when he runs off with his secretary? How will I be able to take care of my children?" Now, of course, this was part of the cultural conversation that I learned. But the truth is that, again, a positive part of of feminism is that, let's say he didn't run off let's say He died. Let's say he's sick. Let's say he got hurt on the job. I mean, a a woman has to be able to take care of her children and herself. I think that it's okay. It's wonderful that women are, A, able to earn a living and able to earn a living on par with men and able to live to their potential.
2: I I find it. Way hotter when a girl can take care of herself Hmm. than is needy. I don't like it personally. I don't want the cling.
1: I don't blame you.
0: Mr. House says, many young females of this era want the benefits of both feminism and traditional relationships, but none of the struggle. As long as this cherry picking behavior continues, both sexes in Western society will suffer.
1: Oh, there's a struggle. There's a struggle. If you are 36 years old and the guy you love and thought you were going to marry breaks up with you. I have to tell you that is if you don't know now if you're going to have children, because now mm-hmm. you only have a few more years, oh, their struggle.
0: All right, let's just read this uh, one more from Soul Invictus. He says, "Women do need to settle early because those are their peak years, and if they don't, because of FOMO, uh, because of FOMO, men age like wine, women age like milk. Uh-huh. Don't pretend women will be fertile forever, and men have to prove themselves to be valued."
1: Do I look like milk? No, thank no. you. That's a fair point. I would just say that it's true. Men do age well. However, women are aging even better. Women are taking better care of themselves and can take good care of themselves. And hopefully, a man would love a woman who takes care of herself and would love to take care of him too.
0: Right on well ladies and gentlemen thanks for hanging out on this Friday night we're going to be chilling this weekend filming more episodes of the vlog we're going to be it's cast castle if you haven't seen it already and we're going to have uh, eventually we're going to get into doing it every single day because we are Insane. genuinely crazy here going to be turning, in, turning the studio into a reality show I guess but it's a vlog so whatever make sure you follow us On Instagram at TimCastIRL and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TimCastIRL. When you follow us and click that like button on Facebook, you can share the videos. That way we can get more people to go to TimCast.com and become members because we're going to be rolling out new shows, a newsroom. And I'm really excited for this paranormal show that we're getting – we're working on. You know – it's a it's a snowball rolling down a hill. So it starts off slow, but once we get to the point where we have like the key managerial components, we can start launching these shows faster and faster. I'm I'm actively talking with talent, you know, creatives about their own shows and things like that. So we're going to have a bunch of really awesome stuff on timcast.com. I'm hoping that eventually it'll be like a, a one day a big, you know, site with a whole bunch of movies and shows, original content. So that's coming and it's all thanks to everything uh you guys do for us by being members, by just Subscribing to the content that we give to you, you give back. We can do a lot more, and I really appreciate it. Don't forget, you can follow my other YouTube channels: YouTube.com/slash/TimCast and YouTube.com/slash/TimCastNews. This show is live on either Friday at 8 p.m. and we'll be back Monday. But uh, Melanie, is there anything you want to mention? Social media website?
1: Yeah, please follow me, Savvy Auntie S A V V Y A U N T I E on all the socials except Clubhouse, where it's my name, Melanie Notkin N O T K I N. And uh, hoping to continue the conversation there.
2: Yeah, you can follow me at net and at iancrossland throughout all the social media accounts. Thanks for coming, guys. It was really fun. It was fun. Was really I had a lot of fun. This is the Thank kind you. of conversation that I thrive. I love this stuff. Me yeah. too. Yeah. Me too. Good yeah. so Friday night. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: And then me in the corner pushing buttons. I was just listening. I absolutely loved this conversation. Thank you so much for coming, Melanie. Thank and you I for have inviting me, Sarah Patch Lids on Twitter. You guys may follow me there as I try to outpace Sarah Patch Kids for followers.
0: Thanks for hanging out, everybody. We'll see you all again. Actually, I'm sorry. We're going to have clips up from earlier in the week. We do this on the weekend, so mm-hmm. there will be clips tomorrow and Sunday. But on Sunday, over at YouTube.com/slash YouTube.com/slash Cast Castle. We will have a vlog where Mike jumped over the Tesla on his bike. It's not the biggest feat in the world, especially when you realize, like, you got people like Travis Pastrana jumping over buildings or whatever he's doing. But, uh, hey, we're trying and we're getting things going. So make sure you check out YouTube.com slash CastCastle. Subscribe to the new channel. And we'll see you all next time. Bye, guys.
2: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?